What up, everybody? Welcome to the Fives of the Week, Episode 8. Tonight, we will be discussing our top five favorite albums. It's your boy, Philly. Josh James. Grandmaster B. Hollywood. Remember to hit us at Fives of the Week Podcast at gmail.com. DM us at Instagram at Fives of the Week Podcast. And also, hit us up on Facebook at Fives of the Week. So, what up, everybody? How's everybody doing? What's going on, mate? Doing good, mate. Fantastic. Top of the morning to you, mate. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Episode eight. So glad, so, glad <laughs> We're so glad to be here. We're so glad to be here. Glad to be here. Damn you, damn you. But it's time. It's a style, mate. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Beatles. Yeah, I love the Beatles. <laughs> Fucking rum and store. <laughs> Hello, kitty cat. Kitty cat, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. All right, so I'm going to get it popping. Is that all right with y'all? Yeah, yeah you, go ahead, man, you go ahead, man. Go ahead with y'all bad Big so. episode. Go ahead, Phil. Oh. All right, Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Love it. Love it, man. Hey, man. It's my, one of my favorite albums, one of my favorite rap albums. When he came out, 50 just exploded on the scene. He basically took hip-hop by storm, got dropped by his label because he got shot. They thought his mouth was all fucked up, didn't think he was going to be the same. Dirty bastard. Signed with Dr. Dre from Million Dollars, doing the rest is history. Yeah. Um, I remember going to a concert with 50 Cent. Um, he came out actually at the Jay Z and Eminem and performed one of the songs. It was fucking phenomenal. What right? one did he do, Philly? In the club. Oh, does he walk with a limp? But he's, <laughs> but he's, he's aye. Yeah. I mean, but just think, who's who's bigger than Fifty Cent though? You know what I mean? Like at that time in hip hop, huge. He was huge. Was he at the I hookah like club? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love like Twenty One Questions, Candy Shop. Uh, yeah. No. No, like if I can't, if I can't do it, homie, it can't yeah, be done. One. I'm gonna let the champagne bottle pop. I'm gonna take it to the top. Show, I'm gonna make it happen, baby. baby. That's good. One. Fifty cents tight, man. Yeah, I mean his shit still bangs today. Yes, it does. He's more Absolutely. like a you know troll on Instagram, I'd say nowadays. But he's dabbled into like other things, like acting, um, things like that. So producing too. Yeah, producing power, the the show power. Right. Which was super successful. And, um, yeah, he's one of those dudes, too, that had such a, everyone had such high expectations for his debut album. Yeah. And he exceeded those. Right. Which is crazy. There's not one bad song on that album. No. No. 50 Cent's my guy, man. So, Good man. Yep. That's my first album, man. Like Get Rich or Die Trying. Classic. Ain't nothing wrong with that one. No, sir. Hollywood, what you got? I got uh, Marvin Gaye, um, What's Going On. What's going that? on? What's going that was on? released in uh, 1971. One of his greatest hits, along with others. He um, was 11 studio um, album. Um, 11 studio album? Yeah. Damn. And he did that song over a uh, police brutality. This is where he got that song, made that song mm. about what was going on. Kind of fitting in today's world, isn't it? Kind of translates to what we're seeing right now. It's every week. Is that crazy, though, how, like, even then shit was going on and is still relevant today? Yeah. And he was saying he's got another song about the children. Yeah. And everything you see in his lyrics, uh, inner city, it's fall to place, man. Can I I say something about that Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On? The studio version back in 1971... My dad's brother was the drummer on that song in the studio version. Yeah, that's awesome. Remarkable. Yeah. That's remarkable. so crazy. 
Um, that is. Marvin Gaye handpicked certain musicians to play with him for that particular song, and the drummer was my uncle, Chuck. I can't believe that. I'm sitting here next to a legend who's the nephew of a legend. Right, right. I ain't getting no royalties, though, dog. Grandmaster B's the next to Ken, dog. That's a fact. <laughs> and that's all, you know. Uh... True story, though, man. I thought it was cool. I had no idea that was real till my dad one day was telling me about, you know, my uncle and all of the gigs that he did with different celebrities, some who I've never heard of, a couple, obviously, Marvin Gaye being one of them. And I'm like, Dad, that's like one of his biggest songs ever. He's like, yeah. And he goes, my brother played the drums on that song. So me being the smart ass that I am, I Google all this stuff and sure as hell, it's there. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Were you close to him? Uh, I was at a point. Be- well, he moved to Las Vegas because he used to perform with Frank Sinatra. Wow. Uh, he did John F. Kennedy's inaugural ball. So this is going back. And he was just a drummer? He was, like, he was strictly a drummer. A drummer? He, he was in the Air Force, and um, he was, you know, considered one of the best percussionists around. So when he came out of the military, um, there was people that were like, we want to talk to this drummer and get to know him and all this other stuff. And, you know, you know, Philly, you know how my, my, my pops was very humble guy, right? Yes. But he didn't brag about anything. But when he started telling me the story, I was like, that is really cool, man. And um, he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm sure it's out there on the internet somewhere. And it took me a while, but I pulled it up, Wikipedia page or whatever it is. And uh, Marvin Gaye picked that particular song that Hollywood just talked about, what's going on. And in that little section where it says musicians, he went by a different stage name. He didn't have the same last name because they have to have a stage name. And there it was. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool, man. Yeah. And but it's it, funny because yeah. Pops was more, like you said, humble guy, mm-hmm. more reserved. Chet was more like the, the outgoing, he was the party outgoing. animal. He was the, he was the guy, know. man. He'd be doing shots of Patron Silver with you, dog. <laughs> I feel him, dog. For sure. <laughs> they were like the yin and yang, but yeah. that's. I know Pops used to say stuff like that. So that, that's super cool, though, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's just amazing about him. You know, even like, when, uh, you know, back then with the um, Vietnam War and all that. Oh, yeah. You know, he, this Marvin Gaye didn't, like, Muhammad Ali didn't understand why, you know, like, and everything surrounded, like, brutality and all that into this song. And, you know, he had other great, great songs and, you know, uh, coming, I don't ever think number one, but close and him and tammy terrell had a good song ain't no mountain high enough oh and yeah that was a very very good yeah. and they were close i'm not sure if they was even together at a point did he get it in philly oh yeah yeah i, I mean so. it was i mean <laughs> he was getting it in dog <laughs> but that song w- was just amazing and and uh yeah so marvin gate he was the prince of like a uh, soul of uh where james brown was like the king you know what i mean he was more like the prince with the R&B and stuff. He yeah. had a different twist to it. Marvin Gaye did. Yeah. You let's, know? Get, let's get it on. Love, yeah. love that era of music, man. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't appreciate the Motown scene. Facts. Dude, you don't even have to be from Detroit. No, You no. can be from Los Angeles. You can be from Seattle, Washington. There was something about the Motown sound that just changed music forever, man. 
Oh, I mean, it ass. just really made music a whole now different that, dimension. Now that Motown, that's still down there, right? Yeah, the museum's still down yeah. there. And I think they're expanding it, too. I think they're going to make an amphitheater there and everything. There's big talk of yeah, they making make it, it bigger. a big ve- bigger venue and everything. Um, yeah, I heard that, too. Yeah, wanna, I've never been there, though. Me neither, dude. I want to get down there. I want to check that out. Do you think that, that should be separate and leave... What, what was, was there, there already? There. Absolutely, man. You want to keep the nostalgic. You yes. want to keep that little house that was Hitsville, USA. You want to keep it there. And I think what they're doing is they bought property around it and behind it so they can expand it. With still a, preserving. You got the, it. Yeah. All them people yeah. that came through there. Oh, man. Barry Steve oh, Wonder, The Temptations. God. Temptations were great, man. man How about I, My Girl? Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't Too Proud to Bed. Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Hell, yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Great all that music, stuff. man. I can listen to it, dude. I, I don't know about y'all, but I got it I got it downloaded. Yeah. My Spotify, my Same. Apple Music. I listen to it whenever I just... It's good music, man. Soulful, playlist, feel man. good, yeah. yeah. For sure, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, and, and Marvin Gaye, he was 44 when he was gunned down by his father. That's crazy. <clears throat> That's and wild. The, the, the mother and father dispute, you know, um, supposedly over uh, some building or whatever, and, you know, his dad shot him twice with a shotgun. Mm. Twice Mm-mm-mm. with a shotgun at 44 years old. It's weird because he was born April 2nd, 1939, and he died April 1st, 1984. Wow. At the age of 44 over a family dispute. The day before his birthday. Mm-mm-mm. It's so sad, man. So sad. 44, I mean, and you just think of what else could have come of his life. You know oh. what I mean? And his musical career. Like, that's just. That's terrible, my The mind. James Brown and all them you guys would have had them with Stevie Wonder and it just Yeah. Another piece of the puzzle missing. That's so unfortunate, man. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, my first pick is uh for my albums is the Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, dope. Hall of Fame this year. Yes. Inductee sir. inducted into the Hall of Fame this year for sure. Yeah. Um she I think she had so she had five uh, solo Grammy wins in 1998 for this album. So she became the first woman to win five or more awards in a single night. Um, and it's also credited as uh, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is the first hip-hop album to earn album of the year, which is amazing for her to leave the Fugees, which was um, a hip-hop group, and go solo, have all these different genres fused into one album, and win those Grammys is amazing. No, she's not, from not Jersey too. She's yep. from Jersey. She's Jersey. from Jersey. Are yeah. you from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. Do you think she was GTLing? <laughs> she was with the situation. I think she was naturally tan a little bit, but she was probably still <laughs> she doing laundry. She was the Wow of right. the day, no doubt. Yeah, so she um she won album of the year, uh, best female R and B vocal performance, best rhythm and blues song, which was doo wop that thing. Um, best R and B album, and I think she won uh, best new artist. That's just it's crazy. She was killing. She's them talented, softly, man. Dog. Yeah, Very killing talented. them softly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say what you want about, you know. I've got my thoughts on like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think there should be a separate, you know, part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get to that point, to be able to get there, you had to have a really, really good body of work over those years. And Lauren Hill, man, she's talented. Great, great vocals, man. Very yeah, talented. yeah, and yeah. good rapper too. And yeah. and just I don't I love the meshing of genres. I think that that's lost sometimes. Yeah, you know when you have uh, an artist that's 
nowadays I think they try to fuse it, uh, different genres, but to have it be so seamless back then for her first solo, and then she just dropped off, like didn't didn't put out another album. She has one other album that's a, a live MTV performance that they recorded, but that was her only studio album. Just backed out of the game at number one. But then she also, you know, they had the Fuji's album, which is a rap hip hop record. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that could be classified as something different as well. So, right, right. I mean, I mean, you gotta look at the total body of work. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And she's definitely up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. She added so much to those albums, and uh, but to just go solo like that and five Grammys out the gate—that's just a—it's uh, a testament to real talent. That's lit. Yeah, no doubt. Grandmaster B, what up? So I'm I. I'll start my five off with Bob Seger. Um, nice. Turn the page. I'm a rock guy, so a lot of my picks are going to be right in that wheelhouse of rock. rock. On. I've always been a rock guy. I mean, I've got some honorable mentions we'll get to down the road here, but Bob Seger, one of my all-time favorite albums is a live album that he did in 1981 that was recorded in Detroit at Cobo Hall in Boston. Um, you know, the songs that were on there were... Hollywood Nights, Old Time Rock and Roll, Main Street, Turn the Page, Night Moves, Rock and Roll Never Forgets, Against the Wind, Nutbush, City Limits, Traveling Man, Beautiful Loser. This is a, an album that I can listen to from beginning to end and feel like I'm at the concert. Mm. I mean, I've been lucky enough to see Bob Seger uh, live a few times, and even at his older age, he puts on a hell of a good show. Yeah. And he's got a remarkable band where musicians are musicians. There's no synthesizers, no, you know, tracks playing to cover up stuff. I mean, we're talking good hard rock music and he could still turn it on. His vocals aren't as strong as they used to be today, like they were back in the day. But that Nine Tonight live album from 1981, that's one I could just I could play it probably once a week and never get bored of it. Oh, yeah. That's great. a great one. Yeah. It really is. Bob Seger, like, it plays so much, though. I don't even need to download it on my freaking Apple Music. Yeah. It's always on. But How old is Bob now? He's so iconic, man. Uh, I got to think, you know, that's something I probably should have known, but I, I'm not even going to take it. I'm going to take a guess probably close to 70 right now. I mean, if someone could pull it up real quick. But um, he's uh, he's written a lot of music for people, too, you mm. know? Um, yep. he's not just, you know, a performer in his own sense. He's also written a lot of music for people. 76. Se- wow. 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 76. Yep. Wow. Dang. So, I mean, you know, this is a legend, rock and roll hall of fame guy, you know, um, you know, there's not, not a lot more like Bob around anymore. These rock bands of the past, they're, you know, they're a dying breed, you know, yeah. you don't oh, see, yeah. you know, too many of these guys sticking around and still touring 40, yeah. 50 years after they've cut their first record. And, and still be at a high level. And still that's, selling out three, yeah. four shows in a row, you know? I love that traveling man. Yeah. That's just, be at a party or something, that you're like, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like right. when Turn the Page comes on, Elto Reed just passed away last year. The guy that plays the saxophone in the mm. song Turn the Page, it's, it's an iconic song that once you hear the opening of Turn the Page with the saxophone, I'm going to say just about everybody's going to know what the song is, but the words are really impactful. You know, mm. it's about being on the road, being a rock star, you know, long, lonesome highway east of Omaha. You start mm. listening to the way he's talking about his life as a rock star. And yeah. You listen to each and every word about meeting a woman, yeah. having to leave her because he's got to go to his next venue and stuff like that. It's, it's the life of a rock star, but this song is a story in itself. Right. So, I mean... 
Bob Seger promo, one of my all-time favorite. That's a great one. I really like Against the Wind. That's a really good song. Against the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's something about he he can he is like he can be played anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Any type of place. Like that's I don't know. That's really important for an artist, I feel like. It's just being able to be played anywhere. Be diverse. Yeah. 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 How about them Hollywood nights? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hollywood yeah. nights. That's a great tune. And you know what I like about guys? That's your theme song. <laughs> what I like about songs that music artists like Bob Seger has done over the years is they're storytellers, right? Yeah. right if you right. can listen to the words and understand and relate to it, not just the song Turn the Page, but the song Main Street. Mm. You know, you listen to it, it's about a young guy trying to find himself somebody, trying to find himself in the world. And if you listen to the lyrics, there's something we all can relate to somewhere in those songs. And so to me, it's not just about the sound of the music, but it's the story that's being told within the music. Yeah. So I'm so with you on that. I'm a lyric guy, so I love, yeah, yeah. I just love songwriters. Yep. Yeah, because so many people get lost in like just the beat or the chorus of songs, no yeah. matter what genre it is, rap, yep. hip-hop, rock. <clears throat> people get lost in that, but if you can really take the dialect of the track and, and relate that to yourself or somebody else's life. Like that's, what's important. Being yeah. able to relate to the masses. Just remember rock and roll never forgets. Rock and roll never right. dies. Brass. It never dies, but that's one of Bob's songs. Rock and roll never forgets. It's a no great doubt. tune, man. So no, yeah, I'll lead it off with Bob Seger. That's a good segue into my Love next it. one, but I got to go back because I, I left a lot of shit off the, the 50 cent album. All right. Debut album dropped in 2003 by shady records, top selling album and album in 03. All right, and it went nine times platinum. So I just had to throw that out there because I felt like I didn't do it. Big numbers. numbers. We feel you. We feel you. Big numbers. Big numbers. You. But to segue into the rock category, I got to go with Back in Black by AC Daisy. Oh, man, I had it on my list so we could talk nice. about it together. Hey, man. Nice. Yay, man. I had that band, man. <laughs> Hell's Bells, man. I play that at training camp for my team, man, every year, and I'll tell you, they like it. Oh, that yeah. shit gets everyone hyped. Dude, Dude. It, it just it's it's a timeless record, mm -hmm. though. Back in Black, like, there's just, it's hit upon hit, and you can just put it on shuffle the whole time. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just <laughs> 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 Like, we used to come out to Hell's Bells in high school football. Oh, you amazing. get your blood pumping, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you shook me all night long, Back in Black. Have a drink on me. One of Sal's favorites, shoot the thrill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was actually their seventh studio album, man. Word. And they're yeah. an Australian rock band. It was released in uh, July 25th of 1980, man. Uh, just Look awesome. at Philly dropping facts, man. He's a freaking historian over here. I love it. Dude, it sold an estimated 50 million copies worldwide. Wow. 2019, Philly, did you know it got certified... 25, 25 times, times platinum. platinum. What that's, the fuck? That's huge. 25 yeah. times platinum. Yeah, bros. That's a big album right there. I'd say yeah. so. It was a huge album. <laughs> Made a huge impact. But ACDC. Probably. So we share that one, Philly. Yeah. Yeah, that was on my list too, man. That's a great album. I've always been a fan of Metallica's more metal, but yeah. like them and ACDC, like they're top for like rock and metal for me. Yeah. Can, can I? Can I tell you one? I know we'll eventually make this maybe a discussion in our top five, but you know we're going to probably eventually get to our favorite all-time live concerts. When I seen ACDC at Ford Field a couple of years ago, mm. it was the fucking loudest concert I've ever been to in my life, hands down. That's what I I've mean, heard from other people, too. It was so loud. My ears, James, were ringing for like three days. Was that like a bad thing, though, or was it no, good? No, I mean, it was the sound was... So, but you know, sometimes you go to these concerts and they got loud sound but it's distorted but this was clear 
they had a super huge stage that went one from one side of the arena to the other. Mm. Full size stage, great light show, and just stacks and walls of speakers. But man, was it a freaking! Loud Do you know that concert. was Brian Johnson's first album too? After Bon Scott died. No, you know what? I may have heard that, but you're right. Bon Scott was the original lead singer yeah. of ACDC. Yep. Uh, they got a great replacement right there. But what <laughs> bon, about when? Bon Scott. What about when ACDC? took on Axl Rose as the lead singer. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when they kicked Brian, they said, uh, Brian Johnson, Brian, Brian Johnson, <laughs> ACDC. They threw him out of the band because he said he didn't have the vocals anymore. So they brought in Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses mm. to fill in for him. Yeah. That's just not the same. No, no, absolutely not. It's not the same. It's hard man. to duplicate or any originals, man. And I actually got into ACDC my buddy Rick, his father who passed away while we were in high school, guy rest his soul. They used to love ACDC. And it just it stuck with me ever love since, it, man. Love it's, it. It's rock, man. That's real rock right there. I love ACDC. Great pick. Thank you, sir. Hollywood, what you got next on deck, man? Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> you got Santana, I got Prince, man. You got hey, I got Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. I feel that. Where that nice. lake at? Lake Mini Tonka. Man. There it is. <laughs> Tell about your Mini Tonka, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> uh it was uh it came out released june 25th 1984 uh it was a six studio album i mean it was one of the best uh songs come out by prince with others um i would die for you uh let's go crazy Etc. Etc. darling nikki <laughs> darling oh yeah was oh yeah. yeah oh my god doves cry Yep. Yeah, I mean, just amazing. He uh, sold over 25 million copies. Do you remember hearing it in the bar? <laughs> in the bar, in the bar. I was in the bar. <laughs> Went platinum 13 times. Wow. That's amazing. And That's still, awesome. to this day, it's one of your, you know, hottest sellers today. Yeah. Who were those two chicks in the revolution? What were their names? Wasn't Wendy, Wendy, and, Wendy and, uh, and Lisa. Lisa. Wendy and Lisa. Is the water warm Hollywood, enough? Yeah. Hollywood pulling it out from the Wendy. From You the knew finish. Wendy, though. Yeah, you guys. Yes, yeah, Lisa. Yeah. Who, uh, that who, was bad. Who wore heels better, though, Prince or them? Dude, Prince was only like, what, not five foot nothing? And then yeah. he always wore those heels. But that dude could dance. Like, James Brown was his one of his biggest influencers. Yep. He would drop it like it's hot, bro. But yeah. shout out to Prince for pulling chicks in heels, man. I don't yeah, know who man. else could pull that off, dude. No, for real. He's like, no, I got it. Like, yeah, I'm wearing yeah. the heels. I'm wearing the pumps tonight. Right, right. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? He's you going, bend over, but I got the heels he's on. He's like, Hollywood, I'm going to shock the world, bro. I'm going to tell you what. I hung out with a couple times, man. <laughs> yeah, me and Wolf, folk. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Hollywood, one of the most underrated guitarists of all time. Oh, yeah. Prince could play, oh. dude. You yeah, one of his shred. biggest inspirations? Who? Jimi Hendrix. Mm, you could yeah. tell that. And he had that psychedelic to, to his thing that people didn't fully see. Prince knew all, he knew all these, the saxophone. Drums. He played Drum, uh, a couple albums he did. Wasn't it like 26 yeah. uh, instruments he could yeah, play? Yeah, man. Yes. Like very, very talented very musician, talented. artist yeah. for sure, man. Legend. Prince was the bomb. Yeah, and he did it his way. Mm-hmm. And it, it's still one of the uh, greatest sellers today. Yep. Still buying them. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. uh, you know, uh, Prince uh, passed away in uh, 2016. That was a sad day. Uh, overdose on fentanyl. Yeah, man. Wow. They got his uh, house at Paisley Park, I think, as a museum now. 
Wow. He had so many music tracks that he could have released, they say, upwards of 20 to 30 albums. They were never heard. They were never heard. He has produced so much music when they went into his place, his family. He had tracks that were sitting on the wall where he had recorded a bunch of stuff, music that's never been heard before, that eventually they're going to release some of the stuff, sort of kind of like when Michael passed away, Michael Jackson. Right. Like there was stuff like he had already recorded, but he never released it. But Prince was, to Hollywood's point, the dude could play all these different instruments. So he didn't need a bunch of people to come in and do it for him. He would just sit there and do a track with that's talent. Know, that is talent. But how many it's... albums did he release? And he have like 30 albums or some oh, shit? Oh, yeah, he had... More than insane. Was it that many? I thought it was a yeah, lot. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought oh, it was. The 1999 one. Oh man, the Raspberry Beret. Oh, he did. Yeah. He did. You know, Little Red Corvette. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy. He had a bunch of great songs back in the early 80s, but to see him in his younger years, it was like he never changed who he was. No, he was still that you know artist man. He was doing things that nobody was doing, and he kind of then he went to this the symbol. He changed his name around a couple times, didn't he? Yeah, but oh, Prince yeah. was—he was a super highly I'm, talented person. And you're looking—he—he he went to the days of, you know, battling with Michael Jackson back and forth. Yeah, one won uh, nine awards, the other one won ten. You know mm. what I mean? And then the other year was Michael Jackson over Prince. That's true. They went like that on a three-year stretch. I mean, out of anybody, it was crazy, man. Mm. Yeah, he's—he's uh, good pick. Definitely gonna be missed, and and that was one one of the popular, still my favorite song. Oh, great One pick. Yes, yeah, yeah. Confident artist, too. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. So my next pick is uh, The College Dropout, Kanye West, his debut solo album, um, released on February 10, 2004, Def Jam Records, Rockefeller. Kanye Cheddar. Kanye Cheddar. Kanye Um, Yeah, he kind of, he developed that, sort of that chipmunk sample sound that's so mm. popular now, and he's just an innovator, man. That chipmunk soul. Young Jeezy. Yeah. No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, well, they came out in the same time frame, but Young Jeezy was like a Southern rapper. I don't What was, didn't, I don't know, man. He went through some weird stages, didn't he, Kanye West? Like he was. I'd say. Very he controversial, went a lot of like weird with stages. the Taylor yeah. Swift, you know, trying to go up on stage. There was like yeah. some really crazy shit that was happening with that yeah, dude yeah. at one point in time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of layers of Kanye West. He's definitely a different dude, but most creative people, I think, are. But yeah. he's like he took it to another level yeah. at times. Um, but like his early music, like you look at his body of work in the hip hop game, it's pretty solid. A lot of great jams, man. I just remember like being in awe of the fact that, you know, he's signed to Rockefeller. We all know what Jay talks about. He talks about coming from that lifestyle where he's drug dealing. Yeah. He had Beanie Siegel. He had all these kind of street dudes on the label and Kanye comes in with this polo uh t-shirt pink t-shirt with a backpack on and he's just rapping about real life right and still so confident and he produced his own stuff and it's hard that a lot of these rappers they get producers to produce for them well he did all his own beats so it's and he kind of made it cool for like the average dude to be a rapper you didn't have to be like a gangster you know what i mean like, right right he made it okay for people to to spit bars and, mm -hmm. and spit music. So I thought that was really cool. Too. Well, even Jamie Foxx, I mean, as talented as he is, he was on that song Gold Digger. He was, I think he was either on Howard Stern or he might have been on Rogan, one of the two podcasts. But he was talking about how Kanye is so much of a composer that, you know, he can't really sing all that great, but he's telling Jamie Foxx how to hit the notes and mm -hmm. how to sing it and which way to do it. And he just talked about how genius he was. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah, he's just. 
He's on another level. Did you guys ever get into Kanye West B in Hollywood? Was he talking about Kim Kardashian, the gold digger? <laughs> <laughs> Was that he talking about? He told him about the girl with the big chiblets, Mike. <laughs> the rack is huge. You, you say he's all right. I mean, you know, that's kind of like the generation that I'm kind of like, yeah, it's okay. Some of his music was good. Um, I know my kids wouldn't seen him in concert. Like he was doing this elevated stage and all this oh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they claim it was one of their best concerts they've ever been to because he's, he's an artist performer. Yeah, he no does doubt. a lot of things outside the box. Um, you know, he's, he's all right. You know, Kanye's all right. Yeah, I mean, he's good at what he does for I mean Yeah, I mean he's he's the new version of like you say, what you know, Philly's saying. He's a, he's an innovator. He's you're saying he's showing up with a polo shirt and a backpack. I mean, that's not what your typical rapper's background is. It's usually about, you know, some gang life of some kind. Shoot him up bang. East side, west side, where are you? Pulling up and that's the bird. Oh, like big and small. It's funny you say that too because uh, <laughs> it didn't start off that way though. Like when you think about Public Enemy or Run DMC or Beastie Boys, like they weren't talking about killing people or selling no, drugs. Dude. They kind of like transferred to this gangster rap and he sort of brought it back to just almost like spoken word, poetry, like simple, and wittiness. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so I, I guess th- you're right. That's I mean, how he important his, he was. I he feel. had a different yeah. style that people, you know, they related to. He said, uh, fresh. he said something about, uh, you know, they're missing the tribe called Quest. Now all I got left is this guy called West. Like right, I love right, that yeah. line because yeah. tribe called and Quest. I would was say, I, w- I would, I would probably say that uh, Drake's almost probably the same way, just in a little different sense. Oh yeah, say. he yeah. paved the way. Now see, I like Drake. I like some see, of his. I don't like Drake. See, man, I like some of his tunes. He's, Drake is a very polarizing figure in, you in rap and hip You used to call me on my cell phone right? when you need that love. Drake's got That's some Hollywood's ringtone. Stuff, Did you man. know that? Yeah. <laughs> Hotline Blame, man. Well, Kanye produced, uh, Kanye produced <laughs> his first hit single, Best I Ever Had. Kanye really? West produced that. Yep. I think before, before it's yeah. all said and done, Drake will go down as one of the best. You know he's from Canada? Yeah. That's he's actually half Jew. Did you know that? I didn't know DJ, that. He's half Jewish. He's got a he's got a mixed family. I heard he was black, dude. Is that well, crazy? He, well, he is, but <laughs> he's, he's black yeah, and I, Jew. <laughs> I like Drake. I don't know. Drake is. Yeah. I can relate to Drake more than I can to Kanye. But yeah, too, I would say that too. Is James, that, but is that because you're a Degrassi fan, or did, uh, did you? I like his. I like it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Drake. I mean, I I prefer him over Kanye, but I can't take whether your he writes away, or he bros. doesn't write. There's good music there. Right. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah. If you, no, like, that's not bad. Yeah. All right, Grandmaster, what up? Well, I'm gonna keep it still local here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, Redneck Pimp Kid Rock Man Devil Without a Cause album. Uh, that was his fourth studio album. Come out in 1998. Um, you know, everyone knows Kid Rock. I mean combines his rap and hard rock a little country mix and everything like that um songs like the what the bar or whatever the hell you say it cowboy devil without a cause ball with the ball the a bang, the bang diggy. somebody's got to feel this wasting time fist of rage only god knows why i got one for you mm. some good songs got man he's got you. some smooth i mean he uses a lot of backtracks in his music um i want to say there was a point in time where you guys came to a kid rock concert with me he's a great live performer that was an awesome concert i mean he's a lot of energy he brings a lot of energy and so it goes from you know a mellow ballad maybe he wrote you know like only god knows why and then he just ramps it up again and then he smooths it back out with a little bit of you know 
He get he's a mixer. He can get out yeah. his he could scratch. He can do all this stuff like the rappers used to do back in the day. That's what surprised me. Yeah, his, I mean, his range on stage, what he's doing. You is, know, and I got a really dope. really close friend of mine, um, Sammy T, aka Chaos. What up, Sammy? Um, great dude, man. He actually goes all the way back to the early beginnings with Kid Rock when he was living out in Romeo, Michigan. Now, a lot of people say, oh, because you're a local guy, everyone has some kind of a six degrees to where he was in his place and time in his earlier days. But my boy, Sammy T, he actually worked hand in hand with this guy. You know, they were writing music together. They were in a basement together. They went out and did shows in Mount Clemens together. Um, met Run DMC because Kid Rock was starting to get a, create a name for himself back in the day. Um, you know, he's kind of like a, you know, just one of those kind of like, who is this white kid that can do all this rap music? So that's where his roots came from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where he, he was kind of the oddball back in the day. I know his dad owned a car dealership and stuff like that. So he came from wealth. You know, mm. he came from a pretty wealthy family, but he went on his own and just did his own thing. But he went on to do great things. I mean, you know, well, yeah, not, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. But, you know, he, <laughs> he made good music for the time that he was really popular and i think he's probably kind of went down a little bit in popularity because he's kind of changed his whole style now to like this country stuff and he's in nashville and you know how long can you call yourself kid rock when you're getting into your 50s right here but it it just that was one of those albums that i really enjoyed because there's a lot of good there's just good mashups in them yeah songs you know i'd agree with that for sure I respect people that stick with their roots too, like where they're from and really dedicate their craft to where they're from, Yeah, you know, and kind of like, yeah, they reach out and they reach more people, but it's just like, everyone knows Kid Rock is Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no doubt for sure. Same thing with Seeger though. Like it's, you know, people just know. Yeah. Seeger, Eminem, Kid Rock. Those guys are synonymous with Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, And you think we talked about earlier about Motown, there's a lot of rich music history right here in Mm -hmm. in our state. You know I mean? Gosh, I mean, there's a, there's like so much that you could talk about, and there's bands that I'm even forgetting that you know are like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The lead singer is from Michigan. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, wow, yeah. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I mean, they're too. a great band. They sound yeah. like they're from California. Yeah, they do. You guys saw Danny California, Brad. Oh yeah. yeah, right, right. Um, they, there's a lot of cool songs. So that was that was one of my picks. That's a great. Pick. I like that. Yeah, love Kid Rock band. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some stats out here. Let me see if you guys could guess this. I think Just James might know this, but all right. So the album was ranked number 46 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of 500 greatest albums of all time. It sold 12 million in the U.S. and 3.3 in the U.K. It's the greatest selling reggae record of all time. Bob Marley, legend. Word up, yeah, man. I yeah, shot man. the sheriff. We be jamming. Oh man, jamming. Three little birds, legend Love by it, Bob man. Marley and the Whalers. I feel like I could play this album at any get together, whatever I'm doing, shit showering, shaving in the morning, cleaning the house, doing laundry, any get together outside in the summertime. It's just a feel good album. Like Love anytime it, I man. play it, dude, you can just vibe to it no matter what you're doing. It's on my workout playlist, dude. It's crazy. And it's crazy how he was diagnosed with melanoma and then later died of that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's sad because uh, I think he had a lot more to give. To the music industry too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know yeah. what's funny too? I mean, they they kind of reggae's sort of looked at as being synonymous with smoking weed, but when I listen to that album, I don't get that at all. No, not it's at just all. a vibe, it's yeah. love, it's connection, it's yeah. storytelling. It's all feel good stuff, man. I yeah. love reggae music, man. I, I've been I've been lucky enough, you know, Jamaica's got some rough 
sides to it. Kingston, Jamaica. You got don't a, say. Yeah, Kingston, Jamaica, where I think Bob Marley is from. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. I mean, you go to Jamaica and like you can go to like Mahogany Bay. You can go to certain parts of the island and it's touristy. I mean, it's mm. white sandy beach. It's just, you know, it's sandals resorts and all this. You start getting into Kingston, Jamaica, man, it's rough living. Yeah. And so yeah. where he had to come from, and there's a couple documentaries out with Bob Marley, but you talk to the locals because that was my thing, you know, like, you know, it's like when I went to the Dominican Republic, you say Big Poppy, they get excited. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> they love Big Poppy. Right, right. But when you <clears> talk like about, these, when, you, <laughs> when you talk about Bob Marley to a local in Jamaica, mm. man, they want to talk about him. He's like a king. Oh, man, yeah. he was so good, man. He'd bring peace to everywhere and everything and all yeah. this. And so he's got a big family, right? Yeah. So the, you know, the Marley name is still synonymous with a lot of reggae music. His son his cousins. I mean, you can look up reggae music and just, you know, put Marley in your search bar and you'll pop up, you know, seven oh, or eight sure. different artists. But dude, I love reggae, man. It's I believe uh, Lauren Hill, I don't know if she married one of his sons, but she definitely has a kid with one of his one sons. One of his sons yeah. made it pretty big too. Like I think it was Damien. Z Damien, Damien Marley. Yep, he made Ziggy, big in like hip hop too. Yeah. There's a lot of good mm. reggae artists out there right there. I'm not bullshitting. I mean, I've literally got a, on my Spotify, I've got reggae and I probably yeah. got about I don't know, 30 different artists and about 100 different songs. Uh, one of my new favorite artists right now is reggae is Jay Boog. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And here's some of this dude's music. Dude, man. the women, though, can dance. Oh, yeah. man. It's and crazy. they throw some parties out there, man. Yeah. They got these yeah. dance parties. Like, we think we got dance parties in our clubs, and they do them out here. They ain't shit. No. Well, and did you know that up. Bob Marley, along with Drake, is half Jewish? Are you kidding me? Yes, Bob I'm Martin kidding you. Freaking one. <laughs> he's not half Jewish. <laughs> no. Nobody's half white. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I think James is bullshitting me. Man. No, I learned he's I half white, Bob Marley, dude. Man. Freaking no, white, Bob Marley. What's crazy, one too, love. is uh, two days yeah. before the Smile Jamaica, the free uh, concert organized by the Jamaican prime minister at the time, he was trying to ease tension between the warring political groups, and Bob Marley got shot. And he actually continued on with the uh, performance. That's right. He yeah. went out and performed, right? He yeah. said he had to do it for the people. For yeah. some, There's a reason. Yeah, well, he just said, uh, like, James actually quoted this in one of our episodes. He said, uh, the people who are trying to make this world worse aren't taking a day off. How can I? So that always stuck with me. Like, oh, that man, was, like, great, very commendable. It's, it's deep. It's real. 100% um, true, man. So yeah. I thought that was really dope. That's a great right. pick, Philly. I didn't think you'd have Bob Marley on your list. No, because I'm not, you know, I mean, back in the day, I'd dab will smoke a little Chiba, but I'm not a Chiba, smoker. But like. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke that gym, man. <laughs> but it's just great feel-good music for any occasion, dude. Yeah. I love it. Hollywood, what you got next, bud? I got Journey, bud. Journey, what? nice. Yeah, nice. Don't Stop Believing from the Escape album, the yep. seventh album. Yeah. <laughs> Journey's American rock band formed in San Francisco. Steve Perry. In 1973, composed of former members of Santana and Promotius Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. Um, so, yes, Bandersnatch. It's a nice name. Journey had their biggest uh, commercial success between 78 and 1987 when Steve Perry was the lead vocalist. They released, Steve Perry was the fucking man, the man. Always <laughs> oh, will be the man. There. Love Steve Perry. Yes, they uh, released series songs, including Don't Stop Believing in 81. Which in 2009 became the top selling track in iTunes history among songs released in the 21st century. Journey's seventh and most successful album reached 
number one on the Billboard's 200, and yielded another of their most popular singles, Open Arms, in 1983. Mm. And they were also successful in the uh, um, United Kingdom, too, over there, with, like, U2 and them. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Hollywood, how you have all this shit off the top of your head. I wonder if I took the fucking teleprompter away from you. Would you turn to Joe Biden? <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, where am I at? And you know, I, I also like uh, they played. Um, they had that in the Sopranos. Oh yeah, yeah they the ended end. the show. And it was at the very end where like Tony was visualizing his life, where he took out everybody. Everyone mm. was gone. It was just him and his family on the boat, and he's visualizing. And that song comes on. It's like, oh, dude. Well, I never yeah, actually finished The Sopranos, but thanks for telling me. I don't know. No, me either. But like <clears throat> with people talking about, it, you can't. Everything you pull up online about The Sopranos, it was there at the time. Yeah, so I, I did know. see the ending. I unfortunately, know. it's like damn because I didn't watch the entirety of it. Yeah, they yeah, fucked yeah, it yeah, up that. for me. But that journey's amazing, though. Great. Grandmaster B, weren't you born and raised in South Detroit? Uh, there is no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is a line in the yeah. song. Are you sure? Yes, pretty sure. I thought sure. you were born and raised in South Detroit. Yeah, no, but, you know. Smell of wine and sweet perfume, baby. Right, right. It just Fucking sounded well. Yeah. You know, Journey, you know, <laughs> Steve Perry, I mean, there's an iconic voice that you just, it's like Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. You oh, hear yeah. the voice, yeah. you know who it is. Yep. Yes, John yes. Bon Jovi here, you know who it is. There's no discrepancy between a certain vocal and certain people. And Steve Perry, although they've had different lead singers, Gary Sharon. Oh, I was going to say, they switched out. Yeah, uh, uh, They have this uh, Anil, some guy that he's um, Filipino. He's now the lead singer with the band. Pacquiao? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Packy I think that's, mouth. and he's in the <laughs> UFC, I think, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in the octagon. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, Journey, Journey, I wouldn't seen him without Steve Perry. And because you know all the songs, it's kind of like the greatest hits when you go see him in concert. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, as soon as they say, we got a new song, we want to play for you, that's Bathroom Break, right? Because it's like, it ain't going to be no freaking Journey song without <laughs> right. Steve Perry. Because all the greatest hits came with Steve Perry's vocals. Mm -hmm, yes. It's fucking great. I mean, that guy had a great voice. And, man, I love Journey, dude. That brings me back to my youth. When I was a young guy, I used to love Journey. Uh, then they came out with another um, album that was raised on radio. And um, the guy that was on, Randy Jackson, was the bass guitar player on that. Mm -hmm. they, That's right. Randy Jackson, who was on American Idol, and now he's doing Name That Tune. He actually was the bass player on that album, Raised On Radio. And there's a lot of good songs on that, too, with Steve Perry. And um, I don't Journey just got a freaking catalog of music. Wheel in the Sky, oh, uh, When the Lights Go Down, In the City. The city. I mean, just, I mean, there's so many songs to go see them guys in concert, even with the singer that nobody knows isn't the real singer, but he sounds close to him, but the band carries it. They're a great live band. Yeah. Yeah, really good live band. Yeah, that's a great pick. My mom played that out for me, though. And I have a bunch of Journey on my uh, yeah. playlist. I love Journey, oh, but, Journey's man. Sweet. Yeah, and you kind of just listen to first couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to skip over this. But it's it's sporadic. There's times where I want to hear it. You yeah. know what I mean? So I will play it. But, yeah, that's I've, I've got a point, lot of Philly. Journey, though, too, yeah. growing up. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great band, great music. Great pick. Yes. Right. Uh, great job. Great job, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Steve job. Steve Perry. 
Uh, so my third uh, pick is Nevermind, the second studio album by uh, Nirvana, released September 24th, 1991. Nice. I love Nirvana. Um, not grunge. I, yeah. Seattle grunge, era. man. Yeah. yeah. I love sex and... Kurt Cobain, dude. <laughs> yes. Kurt Cobain. And it's crazy because uh, with his passing, you got David Grohl, who was the drummer, who then started the Foo Fighters. And that always stands out to me. Like, what if Kurt never passed? Would he, would the Foo Fighters even be born? Oh, man. That's, a, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. That's I'm wondering if point. that wife would have took him down. Bad. What's her name? Um, what the fuck is her name? Uh, why can't I think of you it You know, now? David Grohl with the Foo Fighters is another inductee into the into Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. Time. It's yeah, like, I mean, would he even have been who he was if, if Kurt Cobain didn't pass away? Courtney Love. Courtney Love. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah she was a rebel oh, in, a, in her own way, right? She was kind of, you know, walking around with ripped dresses and, you know, bruises and everything. She was kind of a wild woman. She was kind of creating her own, you know, way of music and everything like that. Because she did music on her own too, right? Yeah, she did. It's, it's crazy, man, because I think about the impact that, like, the Beatles had on an entire culture. And then I think about Nirvana, how, to me, I feel like Nirvana sort of shaped, like, a soundtrack to my youth in the 90s. But they never hit the level that the Beatles hit as far as crossing over to everybody. But we kind of felt like back then, the fact that they weren't known or, or popular by everybody, it was more exclusive. So it's sort of like this yeah. club that you were in if you liked this genre. The 90s did bring in some really good music like STP, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alice in Chains. Yep. Sublime. Mm-hmm. There's a yep. lot of good music that came out of that. I mean... Today I can still listen to all that music, you know, and it's like uh, it's Alice in Chains. Yeah, there a lot of good groups that came out like all during that time frame, and Nirvana being one of them, mm-hmm. they were like the mecca. They were like the like, oh my gosh, we haven't seen anything like this. Yeah, and everybody just was just amazed, like, man, this is some crazy ass grunge shit. Yeah, it's different, and it took off, dude. Yeah, it took off like wildfire and they were so like anti everything like any awards or whatever they mm. just kind of show up and give some yeah. half-ass weird interview Dude. and you were like what the fuck is going on with these guys i could still think of the the video back when they were doing them like teen spirit with yeah the guy with the mop and the bucket and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. in the gymnasium and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that i mean nirvana kind of you know they were innovators yeah did a good job man. i had a i had a friend who had a guitar she was the only person i knew that played an instrument at that age because I, I was like maybe uh, eight, and she taught me how to play "Come as You Are" the guitar riff, and that wow. was like the coolest thing to uh, me. Yeah. It was an easy you riff to play. You're like, hey man, I play the guitar. You want to hear three chords of "Come as You Are" while I try to come on you? <laughs> Dude, that was back then when I couldn't even come. You know what I mean? Just get the feeling. James, <laughs> comes James out, just... is walking around with a fucking six string on his back through the halls of Lakeshore, going, "Hey baby, I play that guitar. I have only three fucking licks, but I got you. I got one for you." Dude, oh, just yeah. let me play this riff so I can aw. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. That's uh, a good one. I like that, man, because that's that's definitely changing it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah in Bloom and Lithium on that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. There you Great go. Album. Some yeah. good stuff right there, man. Yep. Yeah. Grandmaster, what up? Um, well, hey, I'm gonna take it back to the uh the main guy here, Frank Sinatra. Nice. The Frankie, ultimate baby. Sinatra. This is one of my all-time favorites. New York, New York. I love Frank Sinatra. What's not to love about Frank Sinatra? I remember as a kid, 
that uh, I think it was WNIC would play Frank on Sundays. Like you would hear Frank Sinatra from like 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. There'd be a two hour block of nothing but Frank. And I remember my dad always had Frank Sinatra on. So you kind of yeah. grew up with like some old folk music, man. But then all of a sudden you, you like start Frank? hearing, I got you under my skin. <laughs> right. And then you start hearing all this stuff. And so this, this ultimate Sinatra comes out in 2015. Um, you know, Frank died in 1998. It's four disc, a hundred songs. Wow. So this guy has a freaking huge, uh, just a book of music. Um, you know, the interesting fact about Frank Sinatra, um, he introduced both the concept album and box sets back in the day. You know, we think about, you know, multi-disc or downloads that are double albums and yeah. stuff like that. Frank had produced so much music that he was telling his producers, you know, I want to have a box set. I want to have a concept album. You know, and he was putting this stuff out. And uh, one of them, another interesting fact that I found out about Frank, one of his most popular songs was My Way. Elvis sang that song as well. And another one of his more popular songs was Strangers of the Night, mm. kind of a slow ballad. And uh, Frank personally said that Strangers in the Night, quote, a piece of shit, and it's the worst fucking song I ever heard. <laughs> that was his quote. Now, this is one of his most popular songs, Strangers in the Night. He didn't like it, but his vocal was the right vocal for that song. So when he sang it, of course, it became really popular. And... Frank, man, there's just so many songs. I mean, I got to say, my I got a little guy at home, little dog. Mm. When we leave the house, we put Frank Sinatra on Alexa, and it makes my dog fall asleep. Really? Yeah, man, he loves Frank. That's crazy. I mean, voice, it's, it's the crazy thing. It's soothing, right? I mean, good, good songs like that, they're classical, they're timeless, and I love Frank, man. It's good vibes, and it reminds me kind of, I love playing Frank around a holiday season, too. Oh, yeah, a little yeah. Christmas yeah. music. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hell it's yeah, It's awesome, man. man. So that's, that's that's so interesting, man. Yeah, and you, you can like put any song on, and and Biden will fall asleep. Right. But, but for, <laughs> you like Frank. But for, I like Frank. You like yeah. Frank. Yeah. I like Hollywood, Frank. You like Frank. I like Frank. All right. I was oh. uh, I was staying in my fence last summer. I asked my neighbor, I had Frank playing. You know, I was like, you don't mind uh, a little Sinatra? Dude? Oh man, I love it, man. Keep it going. Yeah. So, yeah. Frank's just it's, dude. It's, great. it's funny you should say that because um, I got this big ass Bluetooth. No. You know, this big radio, you probably oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I've right? seen it a couple had, times. It's made a visit to your house before. <laughs> kind of fuck things and, up. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Man, your Wi Fi sucks. <laughs> Anyways, it's funny that you should say a neighbor. What so a fucking I'm, sound guy, you prick. Yeah. I'm blasting Frank, man. And I was doing something in my backyard. I can't remember what it was. Make this yard work, whatever. And I got a little old lady. Her name is Dolores. She's like Go 90 figure. years old. Yeah, Dolores. And uh, the music stopped. I think something happened. I think the battery went dead in the Bluetooth. And she she comes over the fence. She goes, hey, you going to put that back on? <laughs> I didn't even know she was sitting out there. She was reading a book, listening to Frank. It was, re it was fucking therapy for her, dude. She was, was remembering those days. She yeah. was going yeah. back to the time. James, very well said. Dolores, what are you, 95? Right. And, dude, and then she starts hitting on me. I'm just when kidding. I was a whippersnapper, let me you know, tell you, honey, you want to come knock these cobwebs right off? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, when strangers in the night and we can make a glory hole in this fence. <laughs> Did she use her tits as slipper snapper? But, dude, I'm saying Frank is the man. I love him. He's one of my all time favorites. Yes, he made I agree. it on the top five, no problem. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. I'm going to have trouble topping that one, but um, one no, of my favorite. 
One of my favorite albums is uh, Beer Pongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Yeah. Wow. I think actually he's got one of the best unique sounds out there. And it's not really like rap because he's like a singer alternative hip hop. He's almost making his own lane. But this album was his second studio album uh, released by Republic Records in 2018. Album features like Sway Lee, 21 Savage, Ty Dolla Sign, Nicki Minaj, G Easy, and YG. These are all like new school rappers that yeah, you guys good. may not know, but like my son knows them all and he thinks they're all sweet. But uh, it debuted number one on Billboard 200, 461,000 uh, units sold, 153 of which were uh, pure sales. It also broke streaming records on Spotify, uh, 47.9 million streams in the U.S. Wow. So this album was freaking crazy big when it came out. Modern day Casey Kasem. <laughs> I didn't know what to think about Post when 40. he first came hey. out. I was kind of conflicted. It's pretty impressive. No, it, it's just like, it got mixed reviews, you know, because people are like, oh, what's he talking about? He's talking about the same shit. But it's one of those albums you can just throw on and, and listen to front to back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just good music to me. So I, I could listen to it. You know, and sh- put it on shuffle and buy about. I like it, man. I there's something about Post Malone. Um, I I do like some of his music, and yeah. I think he's, you know, is he different? He's a lot different. Oh, right? for sure, yeah. But he, I understand he can play guitar, so he is a musician. He's not just a songwriter and a singer. He can actually do other things. So, like get a Dorito tattoo on your face. Yeah, right. that's true. Does he I really like have that. a Dorito <laughs> tattoo yeah. on his yeah. face? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why did he do that? Smart choice. Did he get paid a royalty clue. or something? <laughs> no I put a Dorito tattoo on her face. I must have got cashed out as Yo, a man, sponsor Yo, man, Taco Bell sponsored me. Check this motherfucking mm-hmm. chalupa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a teardrop, bro. It's a chalupa. That's what confused me, though. They play him on hip-hop channels, and he's not technically hip-hop. No, do, you but... like, do you like him, James? I like him. Do you? Okay. It just gets lost because you don't even realize how talented he is because he is, is, he's using different. these other beats, and, and it's on the hip-hop channel, but yet he can play instruments. Yeah, and there's, there's like, I, I'm a big rap fan, obviously, so I left a couple albums off this particular list because we're going to do that eventually. Right. But, um, this was, again, front to back, album-wise, I could listen to every single song. What does the cover of that look like? Is that the yellow? Yeah, it's like it's the a yellow, Dorito. bright. <laughs> it's a bright yellow one. Cool Ranch. <laughs> All right, Hollywood, what you rounding it out with, bet? <sighs> I got Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. Uh, uh, Anchovy. Slippery When Wet. Hello. Uh, yes. Um, you want to sing us a few bars? Yes. <laughs> it's all the same. Only the names will change. Uh, so the American Tear Rock up, Band bro. formed in 1983 <laughs> with him and um, Richie Zambora, the songwriter. Which Zambora left the band in 2013 was the end of what, him. Wasn't he with Pamela Anderson too? Or Richie Zambora? No, which one of them dudes was with one of the supermodels? Um, I don't even uh, know who the fuck Bon Jovi is. I mean, is, they just rotate. Honest. The right? drummer, the drummer from um, Nikki Six. No, no. I didn't mean to throw you off your center, bro. But I know one of them was dating I one of those supermodels too. I don't know. Mm. I love it. I love Bon Jovi. Man. I do too. He's timeless. What's like a what's a song that I would know? I don't I don't even know what he did. Dead or Alive? Oh, bon Jovi? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, um mm-hmm. that yeah. was released in 1987. Living on a prayer. I was gonna, yeah. okay, Living on a Prayer. Now I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you don't know any Bon Jovi tunes, brats. I don't think my parents like. I used to listen Fuck, to. Were you uh, Amish? <laughs> I might you be. Give love <laughs> a bad name. Yeah. You give love. Might be uh, Mormon. They were the first band to land on MTV when MTV came out. Mm. Loved it. Loved band, bon, bon Jovi was the, the band, the big. Back in our day, MTV was. You had MTV. Do you know where they're from? Shit. Fucking Jersey. They're from, they're from Jersey. He did a. Yeah, they're from Jersey. He pulled up with Portnoy and did a pizza review, man. Yeah, yeah. One bite, you know the rules. I, I love Portnoy, <laughs> man. Wow, that was cool though, just to see him, you know, show up. And there was actually um, a TV star. I forgot the guy's name. They're all doing this right on the streets in New York, dude. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy though, isn't uh, what's his name from Jersey too? Bruce Springsteen. The Is boss. It? Yeah, he's from. He's Nobody from... picked the boss. I'm a, are you a Springsteen fan? I, I like Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. He, his concerts go for like four hours. But Jersey has some, some yeah, talent. Yeah, another over there. hot spot yeah, for music, man. Yeah. He Just up. James, I heard, is from Jersey. No, oh, he's from the Bronx. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's from the bar. He's from the Bronx. Holly from the bar. <laughs> I don't get that one. You'll get it All eventually. You'll, you'll yeah, have yeah. to explain we'll, it to we'll, me. We'll turn it into a drop. The bar. In the bar. Yeah. Just say the bar. Yeah. They sold over 20 million copies of that song. Did they? Which yeah, one? What song was uh, 20 million? Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive on uh, Slippery and Wet. That uh, album. Yeah. Wow. 20 million copies. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Bon, John Bon Jovi, man, he's still a rock star. He still looks good, man. Yeah, he's got short hair now, and he does a lot of things like um, people who don't have homes and stuff like that. He gets them built and all that stuff like that. And the yeah. thing, yeah. He really gives back. Very That's cool. important, too. Oh, I like absolutely. that. I like hearing Give about him back. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's That's great, a great man. pick, yeah. All right, Just James, round it out, baby. All right, so our next pick is, jeez, uh, I didn't even pull this up, but it's Elton John, the self-titled album. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um. Like your song, I mean that's super popular, and I just love Elton John. Period. I always, my mom played him a lot, and I didn't really know anything about his life, but Rocket Man, he's just a talented dude. little Rocket Man. He's a talented dude. Yeah, great voice, soulful piano. Um, there's not much I really have to say. I you just, know, I, I, I love Elton John, man. Elton John is iconic. I mean, you know, I, I think we kind of were talking about this at a different time that. Elton John and Billy Joel did a tour together. Wow. They had back-to-back pianos. Yeah, I've you know? seen that. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were riff. You know, Elton would do one of his hits. Billy Joel would do one of his hits. That's who I was thinking of, though. Isn't he from Jersey? Billy Joel? Or no? Yeah, he's a New York guy. New York guy. Yeah, he, you know, um, maybe it's... it is Jersey, James. I'm not sure. But, you know, there's another guy who's got a masterful book of songs, Elton John. I mean, yeah. he was doing a, um, I think it was in Las Vegas. I think he was, you know, doing a, uh, I think it was Caesar's Palace. He had it for like six months or something like that in Las Vegas a few years ago. Mm-hmm. A nightly show, kind of like what a lot of these people are doing, like Celine Dion was doing it. Um, Elton John could tear it up, man. Yeah, he was I got nothing against good. Elton John and his music because he's he's written some beautiful songs. 300 million records sold. Wow. It's wow. amazing, dude. Wow. He's one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Yeah. Rocket Man. Well, I think he's one of those Benny dudes you can play jets. anywhere as well. Benny in the Jets. I love Jets. Well, 
that's a great pick. Uh, you want to talk about one of the greatest all-time bands in one of the top best-selling albums in history. My my last pick here is uh, the Eagles. Uh, their greatest hits. Uh, they're an American rock band. They were formed in Los Angeles back in 1971. The Eagles are the fifth highest-selling music act and the highest-selling American band in U.S. history. I love the Eagles, though. They're old school, but I love they them. They are old school. Um, you know, I, I could tell you, I mean, I'm a music nut, so I've seen them in concert. Uh, it's an amazing experience to watch these guys because their harmonies and their musicianship is remarkable. I mean, they can just, their harmonies alone, they do a cappella in a song called Seven Bridges Road. They open it up with just an a cappella version of the song, and then they go into strings, and then they start going into percussions and stuff like that. Um, a lot of these members that are in the band have had successful solo careers, uh, like Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Glenn Fry, who passed away in 2016. Uh, Vince Gill has now taken his place in the band. He's also he's a country music artist, but he's filling in for Glenn Fry. And Glenn Fry's son is now in the band. Um, you know, we all know the songs, Hotel California, Life in the Fast Lane, Take It Easy, Desperado, Take It to the Limit. But this is a particular album, their greatest hits. I mean, it is another one of those from one to the very last song in the whole album. It's just good listening, you know? No doubt. So, I mean, I, you know, I picked the Eagles because when I was thinking about what we talked about, pick our top favorites. Mm -hmm. It's hard to pick top just five, five, I yeah, right. And I don't know if we're going to get into honorable mentions, but um, I mean, is it okay if I throw my honorables in here real well, quick? Let's uh, let's round wanna, it out. I got let's one round more. it out. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I got All Eyes on Me by Tupac Shakur, 1996. It was released. It was his fourth studio album. It was actually the first double sided hip hop album. Uh, to be released, and it was his last recorded album when he was alive. That's so, so crazy that that you mentioned that about the double disc because you brought up uh, Frank Sinatra. B, yeah. yeah, about that's the first thing that came to my mind when he said, you know, he introduced the box set, and I thought about Tupac because no one ever in the hip hop released an album like that before. Yeah, this dude just had so many songs. Right, it had to be thrown on more than one disc. Yeah, yeah. and his uh. He had two number one singles, which was How Do You Want It and then California Love. Right. Which on this album, he remixed the California Love. It was like kind of like a darker beat. Yeah. It's a great song, though. It's a super iconic song most people know. Uh, and seven months later, after this album was dropped, he died when he got shot at the Tyson fight. Yeah. You know, that was it. That sucks. Man. And you just think of the trajectory of hip-hop, like how that night changed everything. Because... What was it? One year later, Biggie died. Yep. Mm-hmm. How you old know? was Tupac when he passed? Was he twenty? Like twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. God, Young man. man, and he was just such a he was such a superstar at that time. I could only imagine what he would have became. Wasn't there uh, Philly? Wasn't there some rift between East and West? Biggie and the East and the West? Yeah. You know, East yeah. Coast. Well, because Tupac, when Tupac was in New York, he got shot at a studio in New York. So he immediately thought it was Biggie that was, and his people, right? Yeah. Which Biggie claims it wasn't. Which I don't know. You know. Everybody that talks about it says he had nothing to do with it, you know. But there's like, you have people and they get they bought buy into the hype, and you just never know what could right. happen. And I thought I seen this documentary on Netflix because they just did a Biggie Smalls documentary where oh, yeah. they showed some actual footage of Biggie Smalls when he went out to Los Angeles to launch his new new uh, album. Life after going, death. Going back yeah. to and Kelly. then he was in a studio in Los Angeles, yeah. you know, and he was saying, "Hey, I had nothing to do with this and everything," and it yeah. wasn't. 
what the next day he got gunned down yeah and he, right? his mom didn't want him to go and he's like mom i'm gonna be all right you know what i mean next thing that he was, was from last jamaica time. james yeah 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 yep. and that was the last time she talked to him Sad, yeah. dude. Sad, because those were two hip-hop moguls, man. Pioneers, oh, yeah. I like Pac, man. I can listen to some of his tracks. No problem, yeah. man. I, he's... You think Suge Knight took him out? <sighs> yeah, there's, there's rumors I wouldn't of put that nothing too. past Suge Knight, but you know what I mean? Like, I think w- when you got involved with Death Row Records, even Dr. Dre, that's why he wanted to get out. It was just a different mentality. They were just super cutthroat and... Yeah, everybody wanted to get out. They were about that life, man, you know? And I but they was making all that life. money. I mean, why would you want to get rid of somebody that's making you all that money? Well, he was leaving the label. Go. He was leaving the label. Yeah, because he wanted his own shit. Actually, Suge Knight bailed Tupac out of jail because Pac was actually broke at the time. And he it was a three-album deal. So part of, to speed up the process, Pac released a double disc to try to speed that up and get out of the... The deal quicker, really? and the next oh, one was yeah. Machiavelli, which was supposed to be the final one, right. which was released after he passed. Yeah, so it makes you think like well, there must have been some shit going oh, on. You ain't leaving. You ain't leaving. There was death, some inside. Bro. Yeah, there was yeah. some inside All stuff happening there. And it's just yeah, they they ran it like you know. At an asylum almost, so death row records, all that shit. That's why all the conspiracy theories came out, all these documentaries. There's a lot to it. It just makes you think. The one thing, though, that I kind of steers me away from that theory is the fact that Suge was in the car when they shot. Right. He got grazed in the head. I mean, it's kind of... Look, if you're going to do a hit on him, you can do it anywhere. I don't think he would have that happen. What happened? Pac got into a fight with somebody at the casino as well, who was like a crip. That's true. And uh, some people say that that group came back and, and there ain't the no doubt and started yeah. firing yeah ain't yeah. nothing better than taking out a tupac or somebody coming from you know like a gang because yeah something. think about if you're suge and you you run that label why would you take out your greatest asset That's yeah what I'm it doesn't saying. really make sense from a business standpoint well yeah, he was... i think he told Pac too like if you leave i'm keeping all like i own all your stuff yeah but dre said the same thing he yep. said fuck it i'm gonna dre start said, my own keep stuff. my shit go ahead i don't and care Look what he became. He's mm-hmm. a hip hop mogul in his own right. So yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was a great dude. Pac had so like a work ethic like none other too. Yeah, he was just like, we got to get the next song. You know, I heard that. Uh, I think it was Busta Rhymes that tells a story that Pac would write like three or four songs to the same beat, dude. Really? Yeah. That's why he'd play the same beat and write four songs to it, and then just put those songs on other beats. He was truly a poet, and uh, he had a song for like every emotion. Like if you were mad. You were up in your feelings about a woman. You All just want to feel good. <laughs> How do you want it? I like Picture Me Rolling. Was yeah, Picture it? Me Rolling is my favorite song. That song I can just awesome. throw it on in the ride when I'm cruising, man. Mm-hmm. Just like feel great. You yeah. Know what I mean? You just good, you think about life. Music. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. there a, when Pac passed, wasn't there some sort of a tour they were putting together with a hologram? You guys yeah. hear about this? That yeah. was more recent, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like they wanted to, and yeah. it was a concert with him. Somehow yeah. they made him into a hologram. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Snoop, and, Snoop was uh, performing on stage next to that. Yes. Yeah. That was wild yeah, to that's see. that's pretty cool. I've seen it on YouTube. It looks real. It does. The way they filmed it and everything like that. It's just really bizarre to see, yeah. you know, the guy's gone, but yet he's yeah. right there on stage. Yeah, they and, did right. that with uh, Elvis Presley, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. No, he's he's my favorite hip-hop artist of all time. That's a good album, that's though, too, great. man. It is, yeah. It's damn near like a greatest hits. There's only like two songs I don't like on the album. Everything else is fire. Which is crazy because, what is it, like 26 songs? Yeah. So to have like <laughs> How two many be wrong. That? Oh, that was a two? Or was two it like 23 set. or something? It's, it's actually 28. There's 14 28? Side, oh, yeah. my God. It's a lot of Yeah, so to be like, oh, yeah, it's, I only like 26 <laughs> out of the 28. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty solid. So uh, I'm going to save some of my honorable mentions because I want to add them to like future episodes. So I'm going to hold off. So Hollywood, you got anything? I got Ozzy Osbourne. 
Ozzy Osbourne, Sean, Sean. Sean, the album Paranoid, <laughs> uh, which is uh, War Pigs. It came out in um, 1970, which is a very good song, along with others that he had on there. was Iron Man, if you ever heard of that. Oh, yeah. I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was with Black Sabbath. Um, just, I mean, unbelievable. Top 20 hits, reaching number four in the UK charts. Um, what else do you have What here? a voice, too. Oh, he's... Yeah, he definitely had the voice. Mm-hmm. And he liked to eat bats. That guy did a lot of drugs. <laughs> I mean, for him to still I'm be a little, around... I'm a little fucked up over here. A little fucked up, Sean. I'm hungry. Well, a taco, let me eat a bat. Um, <laughs> what else do you have here? Oh, he's got six kids. And... um. Yeah, you know, he uh, actually bit a, I think it was a bat's head. A bat flew up on the stage, <laughs> and he took it and literally just. Yeah. That's wild. And spit it out into the crowd. And he had blood coming all down his mouth. And he had to go, he said, he goes, you know, I was I was messed up, and uh, I bit the bat's head off. <laughs> and I remember going to the hospital, and he'd been freaking shots all in my stomach. <laughs> he said, bedtime. And he was so far gone, the drugs, just back back in his thing. Just, it, it's sad because this guy could truly, when you talk to him, like a normal conversation, it's mumly mumly. You yeah. get him singing, and it's... Did he have a like, show? That's like where Andy, I first saw him, like, you know, the they, show. The Sharon uh, yep. Osborne and the they watch him walking around his mansion doing all the crazy yeah, Sharon, shit. Sharon, the dog's pissing everywhere. Like, it's, it's funny how, how the celebrity that he is, this life that these people are living, because of his music, right? Yeah. He goes out on tour, he's flying on a private jet, does a gig, makes all his money, comes back home to this freaking beautiful mansion somewhere over in, you know, the hills of California. England, he's not even American. He's, he's uh, from England. Is, yeah. it, is him uh, and Sharon still together? Are him and Sharon yeah, still together? Yeah. Because yeah. they were going through some problems, I thought. Yeah, she said, Ozzy, Ozzy, you know, he... Uh, he went out there anymore. and uh, <laughs> the, know, blue, the he, blue pills and working. He, he cheated on me and I just uh, had a girlfriend on the side. And um, it was fucking forty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he admitted. He goes, "I messed up," you know. He said, "And uh, but yeah, they did get back together." But Ozzy was messing around on the side. Could you picture that? Can you imagine him trying to lure in a chick? Like this, poor guy. Oh my God, you're Ozzy. But man, can he sing that guy? He's. That's what I couldn't believe. I first saw him on the show, and my dad's like, "You gotta hear him sing, though." And I'm like, "That guy can sing." It's like, dude, he hits. He turns a switch on, right? Yeah. He can't put two words together, but yet when he's singing, it's like, "Oh, okay, so this is what he's all about." Yeah, like you hear him on guys you stutter. You know what I mean? Once you drink, they don't. They stop stuttering. Great crazy train and shit like that, dude. Oh yeah, great great tunes. Children of the corn. uh, Oh, that's the grave. That's. Yeah. You know that song know. that <laughs> The Grave of the Corn same thing. Are we in the top five best movies here, man? <laughs> I was in like, Children of the Corn. And I'd like to talk corn. about the Titanic. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Grandmaster, you got any honorable I, mentions? Oh, wait, well, hold on. No, wait. One last album, dog. Wait, wait. Oh, just James. Album. We, we can't, can't skip the Messiah. I don't want to forget this. I'm sorry, I started off. That's okay. Yeah. No, it's all Have good. It's all good. Shot of Silver Patron. Yeah, it's man. We got a little loose, mate. Oh, shit. Fives of the week. Take five. Uh, all right. A Night at the Opera by Queen. 
Nice. I love Queen. This was a hard pick, though, because they have so many albums and so many hit songs, like anthem songs. Yeah. But I picked this one just because it has Bohemian Rhapsody on it, which mm. is probably their most popular song now. Can you well, maybe it's a not. few lines? No. No, okay. Never. Uh, mm. Never, ever. But they're such an iconic band. Freddie Mercury... I always say, like, if God had a voice, it would be Freddie Mercury's voice. His range was incredible. Didn't he have something, like, with his jaw or something like that? No, his like, teeth were his all teeth, fucked yeah, up. I mean, he had some teeth that could look like it could take down a red oak. He sucked on <laughs> the nipple too long. Right. <laughs> I think he was sucking on something else back in his yeah. day. What, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah um, Freddie had some chicklets. Yeah, but A, a Night at the Opera is their fourth studio album, and uh, it was released November 21st, 1975. And yeah, they they just had so many reigns, so many hits. We're the champions. Um, yeah, it's a very good song. Yeah, it just the list goes on. And I think about that Live Aid. When you look at that, oh, that man, yeah. concert was crazy. Just the way he could command the crowd, mm. the guitarist. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the movie, but I did. And and the guy that played Freddie Mercury, I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, Rami Malik. Rami Malik. Yeah, spot on. Killed it. I mean, phenomenal. Did you guys know that Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play him, though? Really? Sasha yeah. Borat? What? Yep. If you, it, what's crazy? Funny Mercury, great guy, yes. I like to take the stick of mass. <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is if you see, like, Cut. how, <laughs> if you see how Sasha Baron Cohen really looks and acts, I think he would have killed it. I think he, yeah. You think so? Oh, 100%. You know what? You're right, because he's 100%. in character when he's doing all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, to find the guy that looks almost identical. He to... actually really looks like him. Yeah. Sasha Barracona? Yes. Yeah. Really? If you look at how he looks, I think he would have looked the part better. That's interesting. He wanted now to make. Have to check that out. Yeah. He wanted to make the movie more dark and talk about, like, the like sort of the pitfalls and things like yeah. that. And so the studio didn't want it. So he backed out, actually. But I think he would have been. I, I like that they. He would have been good. They stayed with the script that they went with because that movie was actually pretty good. There's, yeah, it was, was good. There was some real footage from Live Aid and some of the real performances that they kind of made that whole movie look so like almost like a concert. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I got to check that out. I've heard it was great, though. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, it is really good. It's a really good movie. It's a good choice, Just James. All right. So were we into uh, Philly? We're into honorable mentions honorable now. Mentions, we're just going to go yeah. around the table and... Uh, in no necessary order, these didn't make my top five, but they very easily could have. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, uh, Journey's Greatest Hits, of course, that's um, what Hollywood had. One of my favorite albums, going back, takes me back to my early years, was the Beastie Boys' License to Ill. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was, this was the group's debut studio album in 1986, and some good, good licks on there. Again, this was some clean rap. You didn't hear any, you know, you know, derogatory words, any slams against racials and this and stuff. I mean, this is Beastie Boys were, you know, a couple guys out of New York or three, what, three, three guys out of New York that just put it all together, man, did a great job. And that License to Ill album was just, it was all good. There's songs on there like Rhyming and Stealing, She's Crafty, Slow Ride, mm-hmm. No Sleep Till Brooklyn, yeah. Hollywood's favorite, Brad's Monkey. Brad's Monkey. <laughs> Fight for Your Life. Josh James wasn't a fan, right? No, nah, I wasn't good, really good a Good party music, sweet rhymes and mixes. Kind of got, you know, right up there with like the Will Smith type stuff, man. Like he could he could perform and 
sing and do stuff, but it was all good. That's crazy though, because Drake's on top. Like these Jews are just killing the hip hop game. Yeah, I mean it's it, it <laughs> is crazy, and I got nothing against the Jews. No, nah, it comes full good. circle. And then uh, one of the this was kind of tied. Uh, I had Van Halen, 1984, which was the last album nice. with David Lee Roth. That's a yeah, um, that's a good one. That was you know that was their sixth album. Uh, and then uh, when David Lee Roth left the band to go on a solo career, two years later, Sammy Hagar took over. Uh, as the lead man for Van Halen, and they released 5150. Um, and the Hagar era began. You know, Sammy Hagar had a solo career. He's with a band called Montrose back in the day. Um, but I love Sammy Hagar. He's like one of my all time favorite live performers. Guy's like 70 years old, and he could still freaking rock, man. Red Rocker Nation is live and well and kicking, man. You go oh, to yeah. a DTE concert or anywhere where he's performing in Cabo, it's a sellout and it's a party. A lot of tequila. No doubt. A lot of silver Patron. Silver Patron. Yeah. Patron, amigo. So what you got? All right. Well, I got Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Oh, Great amazing, album. yeah. It's one of my favorite hip-hop albums. Uh, the Eminem Show is another great one. Wow. Metallica, Metallica. Love that album. Again, it's one of my favorite metal bands. Um, yeah, I'm going to save the rest. I got a few, like, there's a few Jay-Z albums I love, but I'm not going to get into details. We're going to do hip-hop one day, so. Right. Uh, big pun, capital punishment. That's another one. I got to give it a shout out. Mm. Uh, so Hollywood, anything else you want to add? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no, I, I mean Adele. I'm not good. Uh, Hello, the Go Go's. Hello. Good morning. Um, I want to. What's uh, great voice? Boy Pink. George. Boy Pink's, George. Pink's Boy dope, George. Dope. Wham. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it, Hollywood. What you got on honorables, man? Ah. Uh, I like uh, Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. That album was, that's one of the old, I think that was 1976. I believe Zeppelin came that out That was one that. of their more popular albums for sure. And they got, that, that was sweet. Yeah. Um, and I'd have to say Errol Smith. Yeah, Errol Smith's a good one, man. Surprised no one brought that one in. Walk that was this way. close to my list, but I didn't know. I thought one of you two would, would have picked Errol yeah. Oh, I love, man, he had how many good songs? I mean, I, I had to cut the Hanson Brothers off my list, but it was right there, man. <laughs> it was right there. Boys to Men. Yeah. I love Boys oh, yeah. to Men. Yeah. Boys to Men was legit. See, that's yeah. some vibe music right there, It man. was good. Boys to yeah. Men. And I liked uh, Philly. Joe. You guys remember Joe? Oh, yeah. Fat Joe? Of course. No, no, no. Like Joe, the, the R&B, R&B singer. Artist. Yeah. He yeah. was great, too. Brian McKnight. I don't want to be a player no, no more. Yeah. I like uh, Thriller, Michael Jackson. Yeah. That album's album. crazy. Yeah, uh, Michael's the bomb. Born in the USA. Bruce. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce. Bruce. Um, I like Me Against the World for Tupac. Yeah. Uh, I think one of these days we're going to get into favorite songs, top five songs. Oh, for sure, yeah. We have to do that one. But So I don't want to get into that, but... Yeah, Michael Jackson. I'm surprised he didn't make anyone's list. Dude, he, but. I thought, and again, we don't know each other's list for the most part. We may share a few things here or there, but I thought for sure Michael Jackson would hit someone's list. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I think, of all time, I think that's one of the top, if not the top, worldwide. Yeah. Most yeah. selling I was going to say Michael Jackson, but I figured like. You I'm still like... have the parachute pants, don't you? Don't you, Hollywood? The parachute <laughs> pants, the thriller look. I says, Shamong. <laughs> if, I, if I take the Michael Jackson, I go, they're probably going to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just said, well, I'll back up because they're probably going to have it. Yeah, that's okay, though. And yeah, I was thinking that, too. the same thing, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, Michael Jackson is definitely a top five. It's cool though, because we all bring a little different vibe and different yeah. taste of music, so it's it's all good, man. It's funny because Philly, you said um, you left a couple off for like our hip hop. One day we'll do yeah. hip hop, but um, since you named fifty already, I want I'll just name uh, as an honorable mention the documentary by the game. Yeah, for his album. debut. Yeah, I just yeah. love that album for sure. Yep. All right, boys. That concludes the fives of the week. There is one thing that MJ had to say. Does it smell good enough for you in there? How do you like the smell? Is it good? <laughs> is that what he asked Macaulay Culkin when right. he was still? It's after he left the bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick pause in the action to tell you about Cooper Lawnscape, Metro Detroit's expert quality service provider for all your landscaping and lawn needs. You can visit them on the web at cooperlawnscape.com or hit them at 586-329-9925. Also on all the social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call there and ask for Chad. He's the owner. That's my boy, Coop Dog, and make sure to let him know that Philly sent you. Again, that's cooperlawnscape.com, 586-329-9925 is the phone number. I promise y'all will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, well, I'm going to finish it out with the top five all-time best-selling albums. Uh, one through five, we'll start off at the fifth uh, uh, top-selling album ever. It was the Beatles' White Album. Wow. ACDC at number four, Back in Black. Is number, it now, is this worldwide? These are complete, yes. These are total okay. sales, best-selling right. albums ever. Uh, so number five, the Beatles' White Album. Number four, ACDC, Back in Black. Number three, the Eagles' Hotel California. Number two, Michael Jackson Thriller. And the number one all-time selling album is The Eagles' Greatest Hits, 1971 to 1975. Wow. So that's wow. worldwide sales. So I was really surprised by that. I was thinking mm, Elvis, mm-hmm. somebody that's very iconic. That you I would have would thought think. Michael Jackson would have been Michael number Jackson, one, to be honest with yeah. um, And then the top five best-selling music artist, number five was Led Zeppelin with 140. 1.5 million. The Eagles at 120 million. Elvis came in at number three at 146 and a half million units sold. Number two, Garth Brooks, 156 million. And the Beatles at 183 million. Wow. So these are some. You guys pretty... like the Beatles? Yeah. I'm more of a Stones fan. I don't fan like it. I, I never liked like the Stones. Beatles. I never got into them. I mess with the Beatles. Yeah. Like, let like it John be. Lennon. Like John Lennon. I'm more be. of a Rolling yeah. Stones fan. You like the Stones? Yeah, I like the Stones better yeah, than I like <laughs> the Beatles. I was never a big fan. Are you saying what well, are you saying well that style, Matt? Yeah, you know, Paul McCartney. Fuck you saying that, Matt. What the fuck are they about? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, trying to fucking they, get they in the studio face. with John. What's my fuck about the Beatles? <laughs> See, the Beatles can bloody you fuck off. My guitar. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're fucking bloody crazy. If you don't like me, you can fucking carry on. Fuck it, John Lennon. Fuck him. I'd rather hear some mix. Stop me up. <laughs> <laughs> I was a butcher cutting the meat. That's my boy right there. I'm all about Mick. All right, so we good on a music tip right now? Yeah, man. I think Except we for, um, we're going to chop it up a little bit about some current oh, events. yeah. We got to talk about J. Cole. He just dropped an album, The Off Season. Word. Did you listen to it? I did. I downloaded it early this morning. I listened to it throughout the day at work. I was on it. It's, it's fire, man. I, lyrically, um, it's really good. What's your favorite song on the album? Honestly, my favorite song is called Close. It's the second to last song on the album. There's 12 songs on the album. Um, he's storytelling on there. 
It's just such an amazing song. I kind of want to. I wanted to talk about it, but I don't want to give anything away because there's a yeah. plot twist at the end. I don't want to. It, it. I mean, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah, and what people don't know, like he, there's a line in one of the songs where you know he talks about rappers having thirty songs, but it really ain't worth a damn. You know. Yep. Yep. I do like uh, applying pressure. That's probably my favorite song so far. I like that song. A I got to go back and listen to it a second time. Um, are you guys familiar with J Cole? He's like a new school rapper. No, um, I, haven't, I haven't heard him. You guys probably aren't as in I tune. like Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, J. Cool, man, he's he's one of the one of the better up and coming rappers and he's been around for a minute now. Yeah, his last album didn't come out or his last album came out in two thousand eighteen. Right. So it's been a couple years yeah, since he dropped an album. Yeah, and people have been waiting. He's been silent for a while. I think he had like a shoe deal. He's playing yeah. for a professional basketball team now. Yeah, I heard that. Where's that at? Isn't it? Um, it's not in the states, though. No, I don't think it's in the states. I can't remember where it was. I just saw a I've link to it. Never heard this dude. You never heard it? No, man. Well, how about just, this? He's Jay Z's artist. I'm not a big Jay Z fan. I, I'm just not. Well, oh, Jay Cole is probably the leader of the new school guys. Okay, like, so he's kind of taken over. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. taking the baton. What it's, about it's Post him. Malone? I thought he was cool. Yeah, I like him. I like Post. Malone. I like Post. I like Post too. Yeah. And actually, I wouldn't was, even consider him a rapper though. He's like an alternative hip hop almost. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of why. Like, I love his music. You didn't like his face tattoo. I don't give a shit about no, that. I care about the music. What, that's pretty bad. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on there, Brats. Yeah. I mean, I would never yeah. do that, but well, he, to each but their he's, own. He's definitely like, he's sort of a subgenre. I mean, he doesn't really rap. He, he got he, that Dorito he tattoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sings, raps, you know, he's got his, his own separate sound, which is, it's pretty cool though. Yeah. No, I, and I like Post. I like Post. But, but J. Cole's up there with the Drakes. I mean, when you mention Drake, when you mention Kendrick Lamar, it's really Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. Those are the top three. Well, Grandmaster B, you're familiar with Drake, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. see, so he's he's putting that conversation on one of the new best rappers, but everyone was waiting on this. You um, have to look out for that guy. Yeah, no, he... One, I think his favorite rapper is actually Tupac. I mean, he, he carries that on. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. He definitely talks about Real life situations and yeah, Tupac was shit, he's man. got numerous hits. But I was really pleased with this album. I I can't lie. I I was so excited for this. I woke up at damn near midnight, one a.m. in the morning, just to listen to this. I listened to it all day on repeat. There's yeah. not one song on here I don't like. Yeah, I seen multiple posts on like social media about it. Everybody was saying it was fire. I had to listen to it for myself. So it was really good. Um, as a former artist, you know. That kind of still dabbles in it, but just to hear new school artists that come with some heat, like I thought it was really good. Yeah, he actually had um he had Timbaland producing on the album, T minus. Uh, he featured Twenty One Savage, Little Baby, Boss. Um, you say Boss? Boss. What up, Boss? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just really I was I was hype about this album. Hollywood and I are over here looking at you like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, we're looking at you like. Oh. Are you guys going to talk about DMC? Uh, no, Jay and I no, knew we were going to have to carry this conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, damn. you guys are missing out, man. He, he's hey, I got to step into the amazing new, man. Rapper. There's a lot of talent out there. Just, yeah, just like just like old heads like to put us up on right. game. You guys no, need to understand absolutely. and listen to some new shit. You might, Philly, you might like it. You know you what I mean? You ain't lying, dude. Because yeah. it's all about just kind of moving forward with the new stuff. Because right? me, actually, I'm actually an old head when it comes to music. I, I talk to Jay all the time. A lot of my playlist is from the old school. I don't listen yeah. to a ton of new school, but J. Cole, he actually has a nice little throwback with the new school. So I think you'd actually appreciate it if you like rap. Yeah. No doubt. I'm going to download yeah. some of his stuff and listen to it this weekend. Yes, sir.
Yeah, he's um it's crazy though because he's 36 years old now. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because I follow when back in that home and home tour, that was when Jay-Z came out with the Blueprint 3, I believe. Yeah. That was the first time I ever heard Jake Cole cuz he was featured on that because he was Jay-Z's artist on uh, I think he was the first artist on Rock Nation. When yeah. Jay-Z split from Dame Dash and created Rock Nation instead of Rockefeller Records, um he was the first artist that he signed that was a rapper, I believe. And, um, yeah, that's him. Not to cut you off, but weren't you expecting more bangers, though? Because I was talking to a buddy at work today, and he was like, man, the, the, the bars are great, but he's like, I was expecting more hits, in a way. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what I was expecting. I really didn't. I was just, ex- honestly, I'll be honest, what I was expecting was just bars. Yeah. Because the way his energy was in these interviews he's been doing, and he did, like, a freestyle the other day. I was just expecting bars, just heat. And that's what I got. Yeah. And also, he did, he kind of switched it up. He has, like, a balance of the way the new artists sound. He's using a little auto-tune, but it's not overdone. Sure. And if you ask me that the only thing that's missing to call this album a classic, and I'm not going to say it's not yet, is it doesn't have, I don't hear any radio hits yet, but I don't mind that. I mean, he's done the Crooked Smile. He's done... The Power Trip. He he's had radio hits already. To me, this album you can listen to front to back and not skip one song. It just all sounds cohesive. Yeah. Am I wrong for saying that I feel like Cold World is still the best album though? Altogether? Um No. I mean it's it's all personal preference. Like I I see I like the warm up. That was like his mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. It, which yeah. you can't even consider that an album, I guess. But I would say that's my favorite project he did. Right. But I actually think this might be his my favorite album from him. See, really now, crazy. Before I speak too much, like I wanted to actually listen it listen to it twice before I gave a judgment. It's kinda like I was talking about with my buddy. Yeah. Usually you gotta listen to albums twice to hear everything right concretely. So it's dope. I liked it. You know, I love bars and I know like there's guys coming out like like Banks is supposed to drop a new album. I cannot oh, wow. wait for that. I didn't even think I, I haven't heard anything from Banks in a while. Yeah. yeah my brother was. T- All right. Hollywood, you want to talk about the uh, the updated uh, vaccinations and everything that's going on here? Yes. Yes. I wanted to bring along here with about the vaccination. I talked to Dr. Fauci the other night. Um. Yeah, what I'm trying to get to is uh, this understanding with the vaccination with people taking their masks off. Yeah. Um, From what I heard in the news was that uh, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask. That's what the CDC came out and said. That's what they said. But if... In most places. In most places. (laughs) Most places want you to wear the mask regardless. Yeah. Okay. Now they pressed, they said... There's like a hundred and some million children that need to get the vaccination. So they're pushing for that between 12 and 15. Why are they pushing for that for kids? I Because they want to get to that uh, herd of uh, 70%. So it's like, what about the ones underneath that? You see, I'm kind of like leery on this. And what was said that just because you get the vaccination doesn't mean that you still can't get COVID-19. Yeah, you may not die, but you could still catch it. Yeah, I'm really confused. Didn't didn't uh didn't Fauci say that the kids don't get it though as much as the adults? They've changed up and down and that's where the mixed reviews come at where people like cuz I was like 
well, maybe I should go get it done just so I can I can do different things, more things. Mm-hmm. But I've been going like almost two years now, and I've had it and made it through. You what, had COVID? Yeah. What What guarantees me that I'm that I'm gonna? I didn't know you had COVID. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. I thought you got the vaccine. Did you get the vaccine? No, no. Oh shit! No. But everyone's, talk about everyone's getting these these vaccines, and um, I heard on the news last night they were talking about that, and I'm like, don't worry. So that they can tell you, okay, I, I've been vaccinated. Well, we still want you to put your mask on. You come in my establishment. Yeah, so That's that right. I mean, you know what though? Businesses have the right to. Unfortunately, they have the right to. Uh, you know, change policy. It's just like, okay, just like when Philly, when we went out to Canada, and this dude bought a whole dope outfit. What happened? His birthday, he's got the Jordan fit on. It's all white. It's green. It matches his hat, his shoes. It's his birthday, and we can't get into the club. Why? Because they don't want him to wear sweatpants. And that's that's policy. You know what I mean? They can they can choose whether you can come in or not. Yo, man, Eastside was representing. Yo, were they dogs? Okay, they they was sweat. representing out there. Oh. Working a track suit. Yo, B. <sighs> but you know what happened? I spilled the gyro on it at the end of the night. You spilled the really gyro on your uh, suit, Gyro, gyro, you know, come gyro. On, man. Well, what here, is wrong with you, bro? Here's my other thing. <laughs> Since they want to get to that 70% herd, are they going to, like, your job's going to be able to say, well, we have the right to say we have a certain amount of people been vaccinated. We got a certain amount of people that haven't. You come in here, you're calling, you're getting time off. We can't run our business because you're out like it's happened to my, my company. Mm. We don't know what's We're going to want you to get vaccinated in order to come back to work. Yes, yes. Can a they tough do that? One. I don't know. That's, that's a good point. And here's the thing, though. I had this conversation yesterday. It should be all about choices, though. At the end of the day, it's up to you as an individual. It's up to you as a business owner, whether you feel comfortable opening or not. It's almost like you're getting, I want to say forced, but incentivized to get the vaccine. You know, and I get like helping out your neighbor, not trying to spread a virus, but there's this virus has been around. Um, there's variants, there's different variants. I just don't want to get to the point where I'm like, damn, I got to get a, a shot every year because I don't get the flu shot I don't every year. I'm one of those guys and I never get sick. I've had the flu one time in my life, Yeah, 35 years old this year. So I get probably guys in different age demographics and they women. Religion? It has nothing to do or, with religion. Or health. You don't have to get it. You're talking about with a, with a company. With, yeah. They, they, they're the only two things they can go by. Either your religion. What's, whose religion says they can't get the vaccine? Uh, you better I, pick up I, that Quran, son. I think, My friend in Kazakhstan, we are not allowed to get vaccination in our asses. Bro. That or if you have some kind of uh, um, medical thing where you can't. Because that's where I think it's coming. If you're saying, like the guy says, well, you know what? If we don't get these shots, then it's never going to go away. Mm, so what is, is it bullshit? I think there's a lot of political. I still think it is behind this because, you know, first it was the age group of the sixty and over. Yes, you know our parents' age. Those were the the you know those are the vulnerable ones. Then it moved to the fifty and over, and it's just going down the ladder. And now, you know, 
you got to take this vaccination to make everything right. I think it's kind of being forced on people. Again, I've taken Thank the back. Va- I've taken the vaccine, but it's your choice. You know, I mean, it is up to you. Hell, for all we know, we could be in trouble here in a few years for those of us that got it. We don't know that, right? But something, Scary. it's, I mean, it I is. know it's been in the lab. You know, one people, one one group will say, oh, it's been in studies for, you know, 30, 40 years. They've been using the antibodies to discover these new things and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, now they find the cure. I believe there's a cure for everything. It's yeah. just, it's about money, right? It's about money. So I just don't, you know... I mean, some people are going to just say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to have my 10-year-old or my 11-year-old go get this vaccine shot. Um, I just think this kind of being forced. If you want to travel, you want to do all the things we were used to doing, look how our state's being ran right now. You know, you could, if you have the vaccine, you can take off your mask now. Mm. Who the hell is it to say that the person that says they had the vaccine really didn't get the vaccine but you're gonna lie where's well, the thing yeah it, where's is the there, check and balance is there gonna be a mask police out there because right. you know there's gonna be people that are gonna be like oh yeah i have the vaccine but damn sure didn't do so it so what do you gotta it prove might, it and pull your card out yeah you know? and they, they might be sick you know what i'm saying so you're gonna get those that. type of people too you just you, how do you know so i'm know. caught i'm kind of caught in between so you go and you have your vaccine does that guarantee you it doesn't though because that's what I'm saying. You know, you can still yeah. get it, but that's apparently you're you're stronger than not getting it. You know, but you already got it, so it's your like, immune system, uh, bad motherfucker. I know that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, Mike had it too. It's it's been you know it it's been a bad motherfucker because you know like I said, I feel like it depends on the shape that you're in as well as a human being, age demographics, all that plays a factor. If you're a healthy person, look, I was at the peak of my health journey. When I got it, and it knocked me on my ass right now. I heard, so I, yeah. I'm not discounting the virus itself at all. Right. By any stretch of the imagination. However, like, if my kid or someone else's kid, they have a right to that choice, though. You feel that's, what I'm saying? I believe that, too, I, yeah. Honest, I just, that's just how I feel. But you beat it, nigga. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You beat it. I mean, would you tell Mikey, hey, Mikey, we're going to be good to our neighbor. I want to take you down. Everybody give you that. Now you get vaccinated. <laughs> it's a personal choice, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm on the fence on it. I, I did it because I did it because I've, it's almost like you're, for, you know, you get scared and all this other stuff. Uh, again, I lost a family member. No, I'm not uh, shaming. I don't no, want to. No, I, I, I know you guys are, all. but I'm saying this, this is a debate that can go on and on and on. Right. And it's just a, you know, there are some religious uh, reasons why people don't want to do certain things, and you know, it's your right, man. I mean, is it just gonna ever go away? Will we ever, like they say, will you ever be back to normal here? Look, at, we all know for the most part how the shit got here, right? Mm-hmm. So, some crazy mofo wants to concoct another version of this shit and mm-hmm. send it over here in ten years from now, and we think everything's back to normal. Shit can happen again. Yeah, right. you take your eye fact. off the ball. And things are going to happen, just like what's going on right now in Israel and all this other shit. All of a sudden, the bombs are going shoot off Shoot them, them bombs. Shoot them bombs. You know? I mean, I'm working on something right now. It's called Bora it's, Azmat. It's fucking It's coming to the U.S. shortly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so one thing I want to bring up is cryptocurrency. So I just want to throw it out there. I don't, I'm not a, a genius by any stretch of the imagination. I actually just started dabbling in it. Apparently, this is the wave of the future. Elon Musk has uh, invested in Dogecoin. I said, Musk, I'm not. 
<laughs> Hollywood, we've talked about it a little bit. You know, we talked Doji about Doji Cat. <laughs> I can see where this is going. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the big thing right now. You scroll up and down your, your timeline, and, and it's all the fucking people are talking about. They got opinions. You got investors all over the place, right? So have you guys dabbled in it at all? Um, are you guys involved in stocks? I, I mean, want to get into it. Yeah. I, I want. I mean, is it a point where you could say, okay, say all five, four of us get into it, right? And say we hit a peak. Let's cash beach. out. Like a beach. Let, let, let's, let's cash out. When can you do that? You can with a penalty. Is it so? It's like it's like a four hundred one k or any type of stock. Like you buy in, you have to. It's only meant to be withdrawn mm. at a certain time, like a like a Roth or a four hundred one k. So you're stuck or, then. You're stuck. Yeah, I mean, so say you buy. Like I heard a story from a friend of mine that someone bought in at like a tenth of a dollar, a tenth of a yeah, a tenth of a dollar. Mm-hmm. So for a hundred bucks worth of stock. However, that worked out, it equals $100,000. That person now, five years later, has $100,000 in their bank account. We're able to cash out with a penalty, and they're still. Is it like the GameStop stuff that's going on right now where they're overinflating the stock because these outside investors are trying to beat the Wall Street? That sounds about right. People down. It seems like it's a weird game. I'm not opposed to the, the, what you're talking about. I just don't know enough about it. Right. I know you've done very well with it. Um, I wouldn't say that, but my brother, Jeff has done pretty good with it. And other people have actually, you know, they talk about it all the time. Has he cashed on any? It's not enough to really, you know, anything to be proud of. I don't think. I got buddies at work that do that. Yeah. I think it's got to develop more over time. It's more like the wave of the future type stuff. I think. This is my question though. Cause do you get, do you talk to anyone else that has invested in cryptocurrency? Like, cause there's different ones. There's there's like, there's so many. And yeah, my thing is about investing in cryptocurrency is how do you know what's going to be worth investing in or not. It's not like companies, because what we're talking about is alternate currency. We're not talking about companies that you can go, hey, man, I've eaten their burgers. They're going to go, you know, they're going to be great, and you invest in it before they blow up. There's nothing to really gauge which cryptocurrency or which currency alternative is going to go up. It's just Elon said Dogecoin, and everyone bought into it. Get on the marijuana one. Put on the marijuana No, I think there was an NFL player, played for the Carolina Panthers. I believe he invested in it big time. And it like blew up. He's he's super rich, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I'm gonna have wow. to fact check that. But yeah, that's in Bitcoin, and he invested Don't a long time ago. And pussy on the XFL. <laughs> yeah, I think it was this that guy. is the XFL. Because <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind putting a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Put it in ten different stocks and watch it go up and down. Yeah. Hey, how'd the XFL stock work out? Uh, dude, it's terrible. I hope it ain't like this crypto. I just don't listen, bro. I don't know enough about it. I, I know that this new thing is coming with- People it's are like, doing it. It's, bro, it's like electric cars. Who knows? You, you, okay, Elon Musk. Everybody's Ross, doing it. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, you got these soft, uh, what do they call it? Self-automated vehicles are crashing. Uh, you know, uh, I just don't, I don't know, man. It's going to take a while for me to wrap my head around that what do you call it? The cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. To me, it's like fucking monopoly money. What sucks you know, is that- I know that... some dead presidents in my pocket mean more to me right now than this gold coin with fucking uh, Elon Musk's head on it. <laughs> Word out. Yeah. You know, come on. Man. But you know, you know what the- <laughs> Come on, The thing man. about it is, Grandmaster B, what happened in 2008 with the banks, people are trying to move away from using third parties for their currency because the banks were giving out bad loans and that caused the crash in the market. Yeah. And- 
what it is is that we used to use gold as currency, right? And then we would trade that gold in to the banks, and the banks would give us receipts, which are called bills, and they're dollars. But then somewhere along the line, we stopped giving them gold and just trusted the government and the banks that they were going to give us money, and that money would be worth value to redeem it. But what happens is the government can print as much money as they want, and that decreases the value of the dollar. So what you earned, the value is decreasing. It's not maintaining that value. So what people want to do is bring back the independence to money and have it on. So we're, we're the people, not the banks. The bank, what happens? Everything's digital anyway. You just cash at, we can cash at each other. We don't care, but we're not in charge of any of it. It's all through our bank account. If they want decide to do whatever with our money, they can do that. We can't see what's going on. But with cryptocurrency, we're all in charge of it. It's yeah. like a big poker table. It's like we talked about, like, savings accounts. Like, you ever look at your savings and see, like, the interest you build? It's like, it's yeah. dog One shit. One-tenth of one percent. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like 12 yeah. cents per joke. quarter or something right. like that. Right. With yeah. this, at least you have a chance. Like, it's even though it's higher risk, you have a chance of a higher return as well. So, I mean, it's really, it's personal preference. I started with a low amount, and it's like, it's doubled, maybe tripled at times, but it goes up and down. Maybe five, ten years from now, it'll come, become something. I don't know. But I do think that, you know, some people are, like, in disbelief. They're like, oh, you know, it'll never go away. It's like, money's already not being used anymore. Nobody, who's using paper money? It's already went digital. It's just the banks are in control. The government's yeah. in control. The we, these people don't want to get in trouble again by these banks, so they want to have us be in charge. And I think the new kids, like the future generations, they yeah. want to be as independent as they can and not rely on the government. Money's already digital. It's just not in our control. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. Like, you were talking about gold. Gold has been around <laughs> decades and mm -hmm. decades, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, gold kind of has its ups and downs. Um, precious metal. Right. Gold is worth a lot of money today. That's mm -hmm. why some of the old timers will tell you, invest in gold. You know? Right, yeah. Because it's You're not going to really lose on gold. Uh, but, you know, like, you you know, to Philly's point, you look at the stocks and that's kind of like, you know, that's what I got into. I mean, with, uh, you know, employment, with investing and stuff like that. And it's disheartening to look at your 401k after you have a shitty couple weeks of bad numbers. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, man, I can't believe, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years. You can lose quite a bit of money. But the longevity of that, it's about a 12 to 13 percent return. To Philly's point, a bank ain't paying you squat, you know. So That's maybe this exactly. crypto, this crypto, whatever this currency. What about pensions yeah. too? They're well, gonna go no, away. No, they're due to they're already really gone. They're gone. Huh? Hollywood, you have a pension over <laughs> yeah. where you're at. I'm the last one. Well, you you you, got, you got grandfathered, grandfathered in. in. Grandfathered yeah, in. you're lucky, man. See, that but stuff that's does the whole point. Anymore. They, you know, these people yeah, they don't wanna right. they don't wanna yeah. rely on these things that have not that have been unreliable now. So, yeah. but my whole question is, I'm not even talking about when you talk about investing in it. It's like, what are we investing in? Bitcoin's been around since. 08 or 09. Well, there's other things too. Like if you have an opportunity, get it like a health savings account. Mm -hmm. So like you, you pay into it, but you're usually your companies will match. Right. So if you can get something like that, if you got unexpected health costs, you can pay with that too. And that accumulates over yeah, time. And that's tax deferred, right? Cause you're yeah. not going to get taxed yeah. on right. that. So if you want to put a grand away a year, yeah. that comes right off the top. Yeah. No yeah. Taxes so you want to buy glasses, you know, God forbid you have to have a surgery, something like that. You got yeah. money. It's basically like cash in hand right. for all that type of stuff. You don't have to pay out of pocket. So yeah. all right, we're not going to bore people with that. Grandma has to be wrap it up.
Um, well, I mean, are we on Shop Talk or are we doing... Yeah, we on, on Shop Talk, We're on dog. Shop Talk. Okay, so my topics are the weirdest beauty trends out there. Let's have I it. can't wait for Just James to jump in on some <laughs> of this stuff, man, because when I was looking this stuff I'll jump, up, yeah. And uh, so these are really the weirdest beauty trends that are out there right now. So uh, I'll start off with the one that's fake, fake colored freckles. I mean, we, we get it. Freckles are cute. Who? who? <laughs> but putting... But putting glittery, who's got the cricket drop? Fake freckles on yourself. I mean, it's a bold choice to say the least. Some people even tattoo freckles on their face now. Are you serious? Yeah. What do they hold a stencil in front of them? So you're saying if I put freckle, fake freckles on my schwanz, the chicks are gonna think it's hot? I'm. I, you know what? I don't like the gem. There's the the furry fingernail trend that's out there right now. It's what? it's coming to us straight from the runways. A furry you know, like, fingernail. Yeah, furry uh, fingernails. It's like, like a trend like, where the girls like, trick fur. out their nails and stuff like that. You know what the girls want that for, right? I don't they know, man. But there's, there's a bunch of these these weirdos on Instagram doing Ooh. this stuff, and I just don't quite understand it. But, uh, you know, that's that's one of those. I'll give you a fuzzy nail. Yeah, it's just weird one. Um, Their imaginations know, are just going crazy. Okay. Here's, here's another one for you, Philly. Colored armpits. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, if you love dyeing your hair, that's one thing. Why stop there? You know, your armpits are another great place to experiment with hair color. That's right? unreal, so, man. So you got chicks over there, you know. You know, Chicks. Like, yeah, well, I mean, dudes. I mean, like this Billy Irish, Eilish. Billy Eilish. She's got the blue hair, the red hair, but now it's like fashionable to you know lift Isn't, your pit up and freaking. Color your armpit. That's got to be like a European thing, though, because I wasn't there a thing like where European oh. chicks would, yeah, the European, would grow yeah, yeah. their armpit hair out, yep, which is would that be gothic? I don't know, man. And then you know the men's hair removal thing. I don't know and, what they call that Hollywood. You, you know, 2019 for men's hair removal. The 2019 was the year of the brow. You know, the eyebrows. You know, guys are getting their eyebrows done. I mean, I've seen some dudes have eyebrows look like the fucking road commission painted them on, man. I'm like, dude, come on. Those don't even look right. But, you know, we've been seeing people with uh, getting their facial hair and, uh, you know, electrolysis, especially in women. Uh, well, you and I had that done with our scalps. and uh, well, yeah, you I know, mean, we... I'm follically challenged, but it looks, you know, it's like a trend that's gone global for men. Like, like nose hair and ear hair must go. Like, that's got to be trimmed up. You ever talk to somebody, dude, and you're like, man, when the fuck the last time this dude trimmed his air, ear hair off? Dude. Dude, these that old guys, these that old guys, eyebrow? they're sticking oh, out yeah. there. Oh, like, yeah. Come on, man. And I'm going to be that guy when I get older. That's you what scares me. You ever notice, though, like, you ever get a close-up mirror and look, like, you can see the ear hair as you get yes. older. Like, shit's growing yeah. longer and longer. Yeah. It's I'll be scary. like, man, make sure you tighten that up over there. Like, even my barber starts hitting it a little bit, you know? Because it yeah. just happens naturally, though, to I men. Know. So, I mean. You know, here's another thing. Uh, keep uh, it tight, James, dog. Philly, Hollywood, that's that's out, is the big, unburly, uh, bushy hipster beards. So uh, oh, yeah. it's, you know, move over, lumber sexual, because uh, you got to trim those things <laughs> Big down, Big go longer. You know, before, be, and also before uh, venturing, uh, venturing below the belt with a razor, it's important to know that uh, what you're doing, because manscaping is We're brought to you by manscape. It's all about manscaping. A well-groomed bush is essential. You got that, though? I'm, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you got that, trim, though? Listen, there's a technique to this. So to trim your bush and your upper legs, you got to pull the skin tout. You know, and make it nice and tight, and uh, and you know, and use a good body groomer uh, for the balls. The long uh, balls. So what you're saying sure. is, you got to honor the Balzac. Honor the Balzac, right. and uh, for the balls, you got to be sure you put away the trimmer because uh, that's a little too risky. And uh, you know, and instead, apply plenty of shaving cream and carefully use a wet razor. You know, to tidy up the area. 
I actually nicked mine. So it, it's just crazy. So you got, you know, colored armpits, furry fingernails. Uh, but here's my favorite, and this was the one that really threw me for a loop. And Just James looked at me like, where in the fuck did I find this stuff? The internet, bras. The internet. So despite being completely normal for skin around the anus to be darker mm. than the surrounding area, like 83% it. of readers would consider trying out the anal bleaching trend according to a recent cosmopolitan poll anal bleaching is the treatment people ask us about the most says license as i don't even know how to pronounce his fucking word dude uh some some type of some type of licensed uh treatment center and uh grace sweden who manages the plastic surgery Sweden's. laser center in new york city hey fucking forget about it hey, huh? i'm gonna you, get my i'm gonna get my ass bleached did you say sweetie house yes yeah, sweetie house honey <laughs> She says they receive up to 10 anal bleachings inquiries a week. Your what ass, the oh fuck goodness. is that? It's got to be. <laughs> Dude. I would figure. Watch smell of ass and balls, you nothing motherfucker. You. <laughs> your ass so would have up. to burn <laughs> with that bleach on your asshole. They do that in New York? <laughs> Come on, man. So, so there's my weirdest oh. beauty trends right there. Tell you what, I love to get my ass bleached, but I got to go to a hairdresser. I got so much fucking hair in the anus back there. You think you can fucking braid this thing over here? <laughs> the fuck you talking about? I got a fucking mop back hey, there. My fucking friend Mario's coming over there to get his fucking hair done. You know Me what and Carmine want to get our fucking asses bleached. You down fuck or what? Come on, come forget on. Forget about it. Give me the fucking bleach and forget about it. Making an awful, you can't refuse. <laughs> can you get a hold of yourself, Jimmy? <laughs> So anyways, I mean, when you see shit you like this, it. Bras, it just gets <laughs> out of control. Everybody's it. fucking so listening to that you. is Come my on. Shop Talk weirdest beauty trends of the week right there. Don't that's, worry, I'll keep them coming. That's awesome, oh, man. I can't Everybody's watching, Jimmy. Can't wait to edit this one. Are we going into the Did You Know segment? <laughs> you Are know we... the house of this, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. my goodness. What are we on next? My, you're my key sister. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Did you say? Oh yeah! Oh. Hell yeah! All right, here Fuck we go. What you do? Right. Did you know? Did you know? Here we go, baby. Oh. <laughs> where's the cr- where's the cricket uh, drop off? Uh, okay, so chirp. this is going to start off real light. We're going to get real heavy towards the end. Yeah. James, is this my payback when I start talking? You fucking get up and leave because of what happened last week. Listen, I was going to go somewhere. I was going to go upstairs. Oh boy. Okay, so here we go. Um. Uh, so let's start off with a single sneeze travels 100 miles per hour, and it shoots 100,000 germs into the air. Well, thank True. God for that during COVID wearing, season. I'm glad you told me that. Put your mask on. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, we ready for the next one. That one didn't seem to do anything for you guys. No. The human body contains enough fat to make seven bars of soap. Now, for me, on the other hand, since the quarantine, with all my fat, I can restock the fucking soap aisle at Walmart. Hey, what are you fucking talking about over here? Huh? Hey. Uh, did you know? Hey, yeah, we need a drop there. Pez candy was invented to help people quit smoking cigarettes. Did you know that? How'd that work out? Uh, mm. It didn't work very good. Uh, the original Pez dispensers were shaped similar, similar, uh, similar to a cigarette lighter. So Probably should have tasted some or put in the Pez something that actually tasted good. And that would have Yeah, helped. they say like gum and things like that. You know what I mean? That the hand to mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great segue, Mike. Great segue. Fantastic. Hand to mouth. 
Fantastic. It's fake news. But anyways, <laughs> chewing gum can't be digested. That's a really good segue. Did you know because it's uh, base can't be broken down by the digestive process? So if you chew a piece of gum, we've all swallowed a piece of gum, right? Yeah. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I mean, you it's swallowed co- weed when it, you see that cop car. like, you motherfucker, I'm going to swallow. <laughs> I got it's coming out Right. You can't digest uh, chewing gum. This you ever is chewed a- gum so long, though, it, like, melts? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like shreds in a yeah. weird way. Yeah. So nasty. Like sugar-free gum, just James. Like that stuff got some kind of chemical makeup in it. It doesn't like chaps. We've been chewing. What the hell are we were chewing here? This stuff was like Chops. a pound of sugar per piece. That's hubba bubba. Hubba bubba. <laughs> I swear to God. Do you remember gum when we were kids? We used to get Bazooka it in the pouch. Joe. What was the pouch gum? The purple gum, uh, like bubblicious? the shredded one. You're no, oh, oh, it was big, the, big league chew. Big, right? big, big chew. league yep, chew. Yeah. That stuff was Bigly. like sugar Bigly. in a bag. It should have been. Nowadays, good, they rebranded it. Bigly Chew. <laughs> Bigly Chew. Big Thanks, Bobby, for that. I appreciate that. You're welcome, phenomenal. All right, so fake chews. <laughs> All right. We got to come up with something besides our Donald drops here. But anyways, grapes light on fire in a microwave. Grapes, too? Kids, don't try this if you're hearing it. Wow. I'm actually going to try this shit. I'm I'm serious because I was I was like I was looking at this going no way grapes light on fire in a microwave Academy of Science reported that uh, fruity fireball occurs as a result of the loss of electrons and icons that cluster to form plasma when the grapes get hot. So if you put grapes in a microwave, there's something in there that creates them to start on fire. An fire bad. An yeah. explosion. And do not ever put a Arby's sandwich in the microwave, which I've done before with the tinfoil wrap. You ever done that? Oh, that's, no. like a, that's a big cheddar? time. No, no. I've You've never even that? ate I don't eat Arby's. You don't eat Arby's? No, I, don't I don't even like think it. it's real roast beef. I don't think so either. Um, okay, so now we're going to get into some of the fun stuff. Um, well, maybe I'll get a couple lighter ones in here, and I'll, make, I'll wrap this up. Um, the sentence, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. The quick Brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, uses every letter in the English language. Wow. The quick. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, uses every letter in the English language. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all those. That's yeah. in there, right? Does That's that make crazy. sense? That is weird. Um, wow. Vanilla flavoring uh, has some very scary ingredients. Did you know this, Just James? Uh, Be cautious. Are you looking at me because I'm vanilla? Be cautious the next time you, you bake or buy something vanilla flavored. Do you want to know why? What is it? Because the artificial vanilla contains uh, castorum, which is a product that comes from the gland in a beaver's butt. Damn. Yeah. Makes you want to go out and get some uh, imitation flavored vanilla. That, that's another weird one. That um, is weird. Very weird. Yeah, crazy. Um, during 30 minutes of active sex, the average person burns approximately 200 calories. Hell yeah. So. 30 minutes, Mike. I didn't say five minutes. <laughs> you really fucking got to get on a treadmill. Sorry about that, Philly. I got some work to do. Uh, <laughs> you sleeping for 30 minutes. All right, so here, here's another interesting factoid. Having sex at least once per week can lower a man's risk of heart disease by 30%, stroke by 50 Yeah. And, and that's talk- why so many men are having strokes. Right. right. And, and diabetes by 40%. It's also uh, shown that men with an active sex life are more likely to live past 80 years old. What do you do if you're banging four or five days a week? I disqualify (laughs) myself. I've done them both. Um, And so here's my last one. The five most sexually satisfied countries. Anybody want to take a great... Sweden. Wait, say the question again. The top five most sexually satisfied countries. Top five. Paris. 
These are uh, good guesses. Uganda. I, I think you're going to be quite surprised by some of these. I wasn't. It ain't so. Germany. I'm going to say... Mm. I'm going to say Brazil. Russia. Yeah, I almost said that, too. All right. So Russia. The number one most sexually satisfied country at 67% Nigeria. Wow. At number two, Mexico, 63%. Hey, we love to fuck, man. <laughs> I love to hit it. I love to Cover hit your ears, ma. Hey, you uh, wonder why we have like four or five games. Coming in at number three, India. I like to drink Slurpee and bang. <laughs> My friend. I told her to get on her knees and suck it. You shouldn't run that on my forehead, my friend. Told her to back it up. <laughs> and uh, I'm very proud of this. They invented the Kama Sutra. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, this doesn't pertain to me because I'm Polish and I'm satisfied squeezing into a parking place these days. Poland, <laughs> number at 54%. They got you some said nice chicks over there, though. They do. And our God bless the USA, folks. We're coming in at 48%. Sadly, Japan ranks last at 15%. Nobody's getting no poon over there. I'm sorry. I don't speak Japanese. So they, they only get 15%, so they're not very happy. No, so, they're no. working too hard it's, over there. It's, it's terrible. They're not but, allowed to have uh, but one child. Yes. So I mean, why, going back to the it? Korean, so that probably, Kim Jong-un. It's got to be yeah. like a, almost like a fear factor to get, like, say a guy gets his woman pregnant, it's her second child. What happens then? They lose it. That's terrible. Yeah, they either got to give it up or something. Communist they they actually have, uh, I was watching if you, this. If you can't have a child, you just got to say, I don't want no more kids, but I give you a paint job. <laughs> I give you a paint job. <laughs> they got like these dates over there. You pay somebody to take you out on a date. The chicks do over there in Japan. Really? Yeah, just because they feel so unsatisfied by their husbands. They work too much. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's not. It's, it's not like a, a brothel for dates. It's not a good yeah, lifestyle. It's really so, wild. Uh, there we go. There's uh, podcast number eight. Uh, the Did You Know? The Did You Knows, and uh, that's it. All right, y'all. This podcast is brought to you in part by TGI, Tatham Graphic Innovations. I work hand-in-hand with this family-owned business servicing the greater Metro Detroit area and beyond. They specialize in sports team banners, graduation signs, real estate signs, and business-to-business directional signs. We will have sample work posted to our social media sites for reference. We've had nothing but positive feedback from local businesses, schools, youth, and high school sports programs, offering competitive prices with top-of-the-line quality is guaranteed. Custom banners at work, please reach out for a quote. You can get a quote started through our podcast email at fivesoftheweekpodcast at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram at fivesoftheweekpodcast or message us on Facebook at fivesoftheweek. If you don't like me, which you should if you're still listening this far, I can get you in touch with one of the owners. Again. That's Tatham Graphic Innovations. We look forward to bringing your ideas to life. All right, well, let's move into the this or that. I got some. I got five interesting scenarios for y'all. I'm curious to get your opinions. I know last week was a little, uh, a little funny. So, all right, beer or liquor? Hollywood, what you got? What I prefer? Yeah. What do you prefer? Well, you one or the other? This or beer. that? Beer over liquor beer. every time. All right. What's your favorite beer? My favorite beer, um, I'm gonna say Bud Light. Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. I can't stand Bud Light; it makes me piss. All right, just James, <laughs> beer or liquor? I'm going with beer. Yeah, what's your Heine. favorite? Oh yeah, Heineken. Okay, yeah, makes Heine sense. Kenny makes Kenny. sense. Grandmaster B, going with that crack pipe. <laughs> not an option. <laughs> no. Seriously, I I'm not a I, I'm a beer guy 
once in a blue moon, but if I'm going to drink, and I don't drink a lot, Mike, you know that already. If I had to tell you, you look like a shot no, guy to me. I love you, man. <laughs> really, I love you no, too, man. If, if, I'm, if it's liquor, it's, I mean, it's quicker for me, but I mean, I'm a couple drink guy. I'm like Dean Martin. I'll just have a couple sips and just hang out. Okay. I respect that. So liquor. So, yeah. Beer's, beer full, fills me up. I think Just James, you and I talked about this. Yeah, it's and you know I got to do that pelvic push once in a while, and I can't do it with my you, girth. You get the second dong, right? Right. Just like Just James said. Yeah, it's like the dick inside the dick trying to get out of the dick. Just remember, measure from the asshole forward. <laughs> so yeah. See, I'm a I'll beer guy though. Like, if I was to choose, I'm gonna have a couple beers. It, I'd have a nice buzz. I don't really don't drink to get jacked up all the time anymore. Yeah. But like, if we're having hanging out and having a few shots, like I'm cool with that. Dude, I, I do notice one thing on our podcast. We fucking get later in the night, we get more fucking stupid, which I like. So I think we should start kicking this shit off later. Uh, did we get, did we get Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, we did. Stay with Thanks us. Thanks, Rob. All, right. All right, second one <laughs> online or in person shopping? What do you prefer? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say uh, in person shopping. Yeah. I want to see exactly what I'm going to get, not be surprised and. Order something, don't get that size or the color. Yeah, yeah that's jacked you, up. You got to get that lingerie for the weekend, <laughs> that's man. I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of size you wear, girl. Yeah. She's like, I wear six eggs. God damn. <laughs> Big ass. That's what I'm saying, so, man. You know, Hollywood, I picked up on this, man, because we were talking about, you know, we're going to go back to the candle again, but you mentioned you really do like to shop because I think the last time I seen you besides when we started this gig was at the fucking mall, dude. Yeah. I'm oh, like, yeah. where? Oh, yeah. dude oh, yeah. goes to the mall by himself, you know, and Sal's over there with a trench coat. And I'm like, damn, dude, you're looking good. He's like, yeah, I got no clothes underneath this motherfucker. I'm like, what are you doing in the mall, dude? You need to get out of here. I'm like, He's in there prospecting, man. He's over in the saying, candle man. shop. He's like, baby, want to smell this for Munda cheese candle? I'm like, what? <laughs> so, All right, just James, online or uh, in-person shopping? Uh, It probably depends on what I'm buying, but mostly I'd rather go online. Blow every time down. I go in a freaking, what did you say? What a blow up dog. Oh, if I'm getting a blow up dog, I'm doing that shit in person, baby. I don't right, know how right. it feels, you feel me? Take that shit in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just hate dealing with people. You always yeah. get some asshole that doesn't want to be at their job, and you're trying to ask them a question, and they don't want to fuck with you, or yeah. there's always some idiot in front of you, and you're just, he wants, you want to order a sub, and he's asking what lettuce is, you know what I mean? Right, right. I, I, I just, I can't stand that shit. Yeah, like, why am I even here? There's certain things like media related. I'll rather just grab online because mm -hmm. I know what I'm getting. But like clothes, I much rather buy in person. Yeah, you, know you got to try it on. You yeah. definitely got to try it on. That's different. You, you yeah. know, Philly, what you're saying, like clothes. I mean, that's kind of like you got to make sure it fits, right? Yeah. I mean, that's different. But um, I don't know, man. The oh, blow up dolls, I gotta try that on too. Yeah, like, I'll take that yeah. in the dressing room and figure out. I gotta return her. She didn't quite do what I wanted her to do, you know. Fits well. I mean, right. yeah, right. So um me, uh, lately I'm an Amazon guy, man. I can't yeah. say lately. I've been really hooked on Amazon. Wait, so what you're telling us is you're a fucking Amazon. Uh, you know, uh yeah, I kinda like that Amazon <laughs> shit. Uh, I got a truck daily, you know. I'm I'm just a big fan of it. I just think the convenience factor, like I'm ordering vitamins and shit on Amazon. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I ordering vitamins for? I can go out, I got a Walgreens literally in Walgreens distance from my house but there's something about just pressing fucking buttons on my phone it's so like hey, yeah. i got a package coming <laughs> yeah yeah but you never know what's going on you it's kind of like you're getting a gift what the fuck? so <laughs> so so does auntie does she buy amazon like crazy like since the pandemic because i hear this Dude. thing about women 
going you crazy have on no Amazon. You fucking idea. She's got boxes that ain't even opened. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Now we're becoming the fucking Amazon warehouse. Are you going to open this shit? Right, right, Dude, right. it's out of control, man. I've, I've literally, when the pandemic was at its peak, when we were all sitting at home with nowhere to go, the fucking Amazon truck was at my house sometimes three times a day. I'm with you, bro. I'm like, so, what the? What possibly could you possibly? I got a new pair of shoes. Yeah. I'm so like, I, okay, and you got shoes that I got to top. And like, you know what <laughs> Just James is saying? It's clothes, yeah. man. You, go, you can't go to the store, but I think it's bad. Yeah. yeah if, I, if I could, if I had to pick, it'd be online because I yeah. hate shopping. Yeah. As a guy, I just hate it. But, you know, yeah. it's a convenience thing. All right. So would you rather use cash or your debit card? Hollywood? Um, I'm going to say, uh, my card, I keep track of it a lot better. Mm. You know what I mean? Cash, you never know, you get fucking robbed around here. <laughs> uh, you freaky. Yeah. You, can, you, you keep, you know, with your card, put it in, keep track of that. Look at the bank statement, you know where you're at. You never know when you're going to see funny Tony, you know, you put, yeah, you know, take a Tony out of your pocket. Yeah. You want to get somebody in the street, you freaky. <laughs> Stick me the ice stick, you know what I mean? You take this 20 and go buy yourself a book and a wash rag and go take care of yourself in the bathroom. Yeah, take this 20 and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Somebody get you outside in the dark, you prick. You, you talking to me? Hey, you talking to me? Uh, All right, just James? Debit, same thing. Yeah? Yeah. I just don't want to get caught up. Yeah. yeah. Grab has to be? Debit. Debit card kind of guy. Man, yeah, debit. I, rarely do I have cash in my pocket. <laughs> I mean, I might have a buck, but yeah, I'm a debit card, man. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna use a debit card. I'm a Bitcoin yeah. guy. Debit, debit. You fucking take this or what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like cash. Like I don't know, it's just like easy come, easy go. Yeah. When you have a little, yeah. while, you think you know, you're like, all right, I got whatever in my bank account. I got a little cash on me, whatever. All right. <laughs> well, actually, no, I'm gonna save that one for last. So, Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Oh, Tim Hortons all day. This is the big debate. You know, this, yeah, is, this, is a, this is a big young one. Young Jen loves that Starbucks. Tim Hortons, large coffee, three cream, <laughs> and you know, no sugar. Word up. <laughs> I'm feeling like Just James getting tired on me, man. I mean, he like needs fucking, you know, toothpicks to hold your eyelids. No, what it is? On, are you fucking, drifting on me, bro? He's running on fumes, but he's being a I team know he's player. tired because yeah, no, he. What time fumes. did you get up? This he morning? needs a Tim Hortons. I got up at twelve forty nine. You want a shot? Oh, twelve forty nine. No. Like the, yes, this yeah, like, morning, like midnight. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Here's what's funny. I would choose Tim Hortons because I don't like Starbucks. But I ordered a cappuccino at Tim Hortons, and I got a fucking warm milk. You prick. Yeah. Ah, so, I've heard so, this story before. Fuck Tim ah, Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I'd rather go to Hortons. Fuck Tim Hortons. I heard you uh, told me this story before, you prick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to a... keep repeating myself, you prick. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I get a fucking bagel with no cream cheese over here? <laughs> How about you give me two pieces of bread and fucking toast it, all right? Nah, what, we're trying, what we're trying to do here is flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. Yeah, that... Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, those stories about you. You've had bad experiences at Tim Hortons, bras. Yeah, man, but they make good shit if they give me the right yeah, order. If you, one every five fucking trips ain't bad. They make yeah, you it just right. gotta. You Grandmaster, just go what you got? Tim's or Starbucks? Um, definitely not a Starbucks guy. Something about Starbucks. It's too. I mean, it, the, their coffee's very strong. Mm. I find like they got a brand called Blondie or something like that. That's like their mild, medium roast or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's really strong for me. I'm definitely a Tim Hortons kind of guy. 
I like Tim Hortons. They're a Canadian-based company, but they're pretty strong out here. Yeah. I'll go to Tim Hortons all day. I was going to say, they don't have those in New York, by the way. Or I don't think Dunkin anywhere Donuts else. What, Tim, Tim Hortons? Yeah, they don't no, have it anywhere Dunkin, else except man. for Midwest, I believe. Yeah, or maybe wow. it's just Michigan. Did you know there's a Tim or a Starbucks cup in every scene of the Fight Club? Someone said that. Did Someone told me that, that before. Out, some prick man. told me that before. Did yeah. you know? Yeah, I think some guy named Grandmaster B, a pricky. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you guys, though. Like, I like a... Um, White chocolate mocha from from Starbucks, but if I had to choose, it's got to be Wasn't Tim Hortons. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? White chocolate. <laughs> That's White Shadow. I want royalties White chocolate mocha. Uh, salami, can you come to the office? Call me Caramel King. <laughs> yeah. White chocolate mocha, come to the principal's office. Yeah. <laughs> Caramel King sounds better. He'd be walking down the fucking hallway propelling his fucking wand. Give What's that up, man? Yeah, what's happening? What you gonna do, yeah. man? <laughs> All right, All right here we go. The grand finale. Raw or rubber? Dun, dun, dun. What? The- Raw or rubber? Yeah, what do you prefer? You double raw dog, but ain't shaking no rubber. Graham has to be like a mad uncomfortable right now. Yeah, and my man. wife's this listening is, listen, at I home. I got kids that listen to this, and I got a wife. This is where I'm gonna bow out of this. Your kids know one. what you like. That's oh, how they got here. Two kids, so what do you think? Yeah, exactly. Oh man. You know, oh. you guys. We got some single dudes here, man. So you guys talk your shit. Dad, that, I'm that's just gonna weak, sit man. back and. That's I weak. can't, man. You don't come on, man. Come on, man. Come she on, like this. Man. Like, come on, B. Come on, B. Tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna skip on that one. Wow. Why yeah. I'm married. I've been married to my beautiful wife going on almost well, 29 years. Well, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Your stance on this topic is still weak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Judge James, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, you know, I'm gonna go with that raw. The feeling is great, you know what I mean? But you still got to be, be careful out there. Yeah, the so. feeling's yeah, good at yeah, night, yeah, but it's just it's scary in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, the morning yeah, after, yeah. it doesn't feel so good. I guess oh. it goes by who you're with. Yeah, I guess I'll take one and one since uh, we have a, a guy that bowed out, you prick. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an anticlimactic ending to that, con- that freaking segment. But... Jesus. Okay. Oh, it's man. a single guy question, oh, but I, we, I think we got the answer. But uh... It's really not, but... Uh... No. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on to the sports update. Sports update. Last weekend, we had the Canelo Alvarez fight with Billy Joe Saunders. I wanted to get your guys' take on it. Uh, Canelo ended up fracturing his freaking eye socket. Um, Canelo always seems to be prepared. I did think Saunders actually fought a really good fight. What would you think, Hollywood? Um, Well, what I thought about that fight, uh, Canelo. Canelo. uh, You know, breaking the orbit. Billy Joe Sanders, his career is done. With coming back from that broken orbit in your eye mm. is something really, it's it, bad. You would know as a fighter, like, that's got to be tough to come back from. Uh, what's his name? Kel Brook tried to come back from that, and he would always have the swelling, and you know what I'm saying? All that. So yeah. it's just, uh, it's not good for him. Right. And they had Billy Joe winning the fight, and really Alvarez was the other way around. Okay. Yeah. Just James, what'd you think of that fight? Um, yeah, I thought Canelo was just composed the whole time. He had a game plan that he was working on, regardless of what the judges thought was going on. Yes. I think, I mean, Saunders was moving around a lot. He was fighting with his hands down. Canelo had a strategy. He stuck to it. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. And, and Canelo hits hard as shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Grandmaster, did you stick around for that fight? I, I or did. No? And, and, you know, I was kind of, uh, the one thing that I noticed, and I think maybe Just James and I and 
maybe Jeff were sitting back behind the couch here, and it looked like Canelo, to just James' point, had his poise. He had his hands up. But the other dude kept dropping and tried to showboat a lot, and I think he left himself pretty vulnerable to some shots when he was doing that, although he was quick. I just don't know. I mean, you're an ex-boxer, so you know the feeling. I mean, do you, you normally do that? you showboat a lot? It seemed like it you went into the You know, a lot of them do that. They try... They, they try to get that Floyd Mayweather stuff. Is it like a mental thing to try to tell that dude, hey, you ain't got me? But he got him. He really, broke his eye. Really, when you see, when you see, while Canelo was standing there like this, mm-hmm. and he was hitting him, he was accepting, like, you got no power, you're done. And he waited for that prime moment. When he went down, and he caught him. You see it where he broke it. He caught him with that thumb and that glove. Right in the eye, boom. And that bone is just bad. And I feel like Canelo's always ready for any situation. He's like oh, a technician. He's the yeah. best you know I mean? like he's just Yeah, that's why he's the best in the world And he right was now. the biggest threat. That Billy Joel was supposed to be the biggest threat? Yeah. He's cake. Cake work. <laughs> what right. was the purse for that fight? What did each guy get? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, there had to have been a lot of money. We watched, what, 70,000 people in Dallas uh, last week? Oh, yeah. Week? yeah it wasn't was it like the sell-off. most people that they had? I want to yeah. say Canelo probably got about $30 million for that fight. Damn. Billy Joel probably got maybe 10 That's a lot of money, yeah. man. Boxing Remember, he was a champion. He took his belt. It's a big purse sport, man. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. a big take. Billy right. Joel lost his title. Well. All right, so... We didn't touch on this. This happened like two weeks ago. So Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather, they got into a little scrum. Jake Paul ended up taking Floyd Mayweather's hat off him, instigated him. I just, I was curious to get your guys' takes on that. Grandmaster B, did you get a chance to see that? Yeah, I did. I, I, to me, it looked staged. I mean, I don't know if that's just me. I just think it just made good theater. Trying, just, to, trying I, to build the purse yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, I think bit. it's kind of like, you know, just building up the hype and, uh, you know, kind of like a and it looked kind of childish to me. Like the guy just, t- I got your hat and he takes right, off. Right, I'm like, yeah. I mean, what fucking pro does something like that? I mean, that's like. But don't you think like Jake Paul, that's part of like who he is. He's trying yeah, to get I people mean, to hate his, him because that's what yeah. sells tickets, right? Yeah. yeah. But again, I think sometimes it's like, you know, the WWF. I mean, there's, there's gotta be some theater there to get the, you know, yeah. the juices going. So right. for me, it just seemed like it was staged a little bit. James, yeah. I kind of think, I think similarly, I, I mean, what I think happened is I think Jake took his hat for real and he wasn't ready for that. And I think Floyd kind of embellished a little bit. You know, he acted like he was more pissed off than he really was. And um, I don't know, man. Like, I, Jake, Jake definitely knows what he's doing. And so does Logan. I mean, they're, they're two YouTubers that are fighting arguably the greatest boxer that ever boxed. That's amazing. You know, what, what, what an American dream. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, they get on people's nerves, but... The people that they get under their skin, those are the reasons why they're famous. Oh, 100%. It, it's, it's just like they, they did like a, I forgot who said this, but there was a, a tally they did where it's like the people that watch me because they like me, they watch me for an hour a day. The people that hate me watch me for two hours a day. You know, they're yeah. always going to, the haters watch longer than the lovers. Right. That's they, true. It's That's crazy. Very true. They watch longer because they just, they, they don't know what they're looking at. So. People love to hate Hollywood. What's your take on that situation? Um, you know, I I think it's it's a build up, but I actually think that Jake Paul thinks that he could he has a legit shot. Yeah, with the weight, I mean, he's got thirty pounds over Floyd. How old is Floyd? He's, Floyd I'm sorry. Mayweather? How old is he? Forty three. He's fighting Logan though. He's not fighting Jake. He wants well, to fight both of them though. But yeah, the the older Jake, the boxer. 
He he's the one that took the hat from. Who's him. the one that knocked the one guy out cold? Jake. Jake. But he's fighting the the taller, skinnier brother. He's fighting the other brother. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was fighting the other guy. He no. said he's gonna fight both of them the same night. Well, Sal, it's Friday. Did you know that. it's Friday no, today? Won't. Yeah. Oh, we got to keep him straight. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. If he's fighting the one brother, he's a pluff. But if he's fighting the other one and he's giving up thirty pounds. He's not no Conor McGregor. Well, Logan's right. Logan's got thirty pounds on him too. But yeah, yeah, but thirty or forty. Is, the other one's the better fighter. He's always in the gym true. training. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yep, you're you right about that one. Yeah, true so. that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. June six, yeah. right? Hard Rock just, Stadium in Miami. He just it up. Yeah, he's gonna get his ass. What's you guys gonna watch? Are you catching that though? For? Probably sixty, seventy bucks. Damn, that's crazy, man. <sighs> we gonna we gonna catch that or what? Yeah, we'll I'm down. Definitely catch it. All right. So Tim Tebow is making his return to the NFL. This dude. Highly drafted. He was a big success in college with the Florida Gators. Went to the NFL. He actually won a playoff game, something that, you know, we haven't seen around here. I'm um, not saying he's better than Matthew Stafford by any stretch of the imagination, but didn't really get a fair shot, I feel like, in the NFL. So he went and played minor league baseball, did some commentary. I think he took three years off. Now he's back in the NFL. Um, what are you guys' take on that? I feel like he's a supremely underrated athlete overall. I know he gets kind of a bad rap because he's like a, you know, he's a God-fearing man and all that stuff. So he kind of gets like, you know, choir boy uh, shunned away almost, which is really weird. But anyway, what's your guys' take on that with Tim Tebow coming back to the Jags? It ain't going to work. You don't think so? He's like, you got a one-year deal. Uh, it's not going to work. I think it's publicity stunt. You know, uh, like they were saying, I was listening on ESPN. There's, it's just too hard to transition the NFL to be a tight end from once being a quarterback. Yeah, he's a gifted athlete. It's just too much. Mm. And they said, no, nah, he, he probably won't even make the team. So didn't he play for Urban Meyer, though, in college? Yeah, there's a, re yes. there's a reunion going on. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, James, you think after taking, like, three years off your job, you can just come back and roll no. like that? No. Okay. So you can see why Hollywood would take his stance on yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, Grandmaster, and, and what do you I, think? And I agree with him because I think, uh, you know, his ship had sailed. I mean, I love what Tim Tebow stands for as a person. I, I like who he is. I like his personality. I think he's, you know, he's, he's a good person. But to come back into the NFL, uh, you know, you're coming against some faster, stronger people, not to take anything away from his athleticism. I just think it's going to be a – it might be one of those, you know, week four cuts in the preseason where he's, you know, hey, he tried it. I mean, he's tried everything, you know, baseball, yeah. football, quarterback, and now a tight end. Um, I think there's more talent out there than Tim Tebow right now to go for a tight end. Yeah. I want to agree with Hollywood. I think it may be a little bit of a publicity stunt. Jacksonville's had some bad football these past few years. And uh, there's a lot of hype with that team right now. You know, draft pick and uh, Urban Meyer. So, eh, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. But I, I think it's it ain't going to be for long for him. No, I agree. And he's a great athlete. But at the at the end of the day, like, okay, he, it's run its course. We know he's not going to be an NFL quarterback. Right. He's trying something new. But you're trying it, like, way beyond where you were supposed to be. So I really don't see it working out. I mean, right. God bless him. If it does work out, great. But that would be great, yeah. The, the odds are stacked against yeah. you. So um, I wanted to get into DK Metcalf. So he ran a track meet um, with professional track athletes. And this dude's the NFL wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, he finished 15th out of 17th out of 17. 
which is pretty great for, you know, just someone coming in off the street. I mean, oh, granted, he's, he's an NFL athlete, but that's pretty impressive. He's got to be the fastest wide receiver in the NFL. And besides, maybe Hill. But what he did with them runners, even being, like I said, last. Yeah. I mean, he's stuck neck and neck with them. No, it's pretty I mean, cool. these are world. This is what they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, you ask them to come out and play wide receiver, they're getting crushed. Yeah. They catch one, and get bl- they're going to get blown out. Right. And, and for being two sizes bigger than them, yeah. Was they, this they like get... a legit race, or what, oh, what yeah, was this, this for? Yeah. This is a track meet. Track I meet. forgot how many, uh, how many meters it was, but it was legit. Yeah. Did he, I mean, what if he would have got injured, though? Does that affect him? I mean, because that, that stuff, you can blow out your... I don't know. Yeah. He wouldn't have been covered by Seattle. I know that. That's what I was right. going to ask I next. I think that yeah. was something on his own. On his, yeah. Wow. Going, what a risk. And going back to that, actually, from last week, remember we talked about Juwan James That's from Denver? What I was, yes. Yeah. They so ended up cutting that guy. Just cu- flat out cutting him. So I don't think he's owed anything at this point. Wow. Yep. So that's crazy. So I guess it's high risk, high reward, right? Yeah. So I mean, did he just do that because that was something he was interested in to see how he fast to he was? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. All right. So uh, last thing, uh, NFL schedule just dropped on Wednesday. Um, I know I've gone through the Lions schedule. Um, I've made my prediction. Hollywood, I'm sure you've made yours. Grandmaster B, we talked about it yesterday. Oh, and James, seventeen. James, I'm sure you made your prediction. I got everybody <laughs> locked in there. Uh, got my my fantasy football squad ready. And uh, just James is coming up on 24 hours, man. Uh, Mo Salah is gonna do great during the, during the game. Man. Looks like uh, Steve Eisman's gonna score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, is man. this Steph Curry gonna? F- <laughs> what time does that Wimbledon match start? Oh, sure. Right, right, right. So Philly, before we get into the Lions prediction, can I go over the 2021 NFL top five games to watch this upcoming season? Hey, the show's named Top Five, so go That's through it, baby. man. So uh, we're going to kick it off with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady visiting the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick in Foxborough. Sunday, October the 3rd, primetime game on NBC with Chris Collinsworth. You know, who's the other guy he's with? Is it Tarico? Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Yeah, so I, I keep forgetting about that guy. Um, been around forever, but that's going to be one of the, you know, that's going to be a kind of a cool game. And then um, I say a blowout. You say a blowout? I yeah. say I say Tampa goes in there and, and Brady embarrasses Belichick at home. That's what yeah. Brady's dad came out and said. I think today or yesterday. I, I think that will be. He something already called the shot. Huh? Yeah, he did. that Brady will definitely want to do is to go back there and blow Belichick out. Well, Jay, we talked about Brady Belichick. Like, this is yeah, it. No, like, here's, a, here's a chance for either or to kind of, like, go take one over on each other head-to-head. First time might be the only time. That's I, huge. I just hope that's by that exciting. point in this season, it's still early because it's in early October. I just hope both quarterbacks and the teams are healthy so it can be a really good game. But that's probably putting the nail in the coffin over there. If Brady goes back into his stadium he played in for 20 years and just blows him out. You think, though? I mean... I mean, this has got to be like a playoff game. Does him. does that settle everything? Say, yeah. Like after, I would. Th- I mean, I would. I think he's already settled by winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's. That, he, he did I mean, something really special. It he is did. pretty special. Now, if Mark Jones, Mac or Jones. Mac Jones, gets turned into the next Brady, that may be able to ease something up. You know what I mean? Because I could see that guy very well being the next Brady. Yeah, but that's going to take time, right? Yeah, you're going to have to see like the body of work. You're going to have yes. to see how that plan, yeah, uh, plans out. So the, I, yeah. that's going to be a fun game to watch, and I 
guarantee it, it'll have some high ratings. Oh, for sure. Oh, everyone will be watching fan, that game. You know, there's no doubt. Uh, there's a few more good ones on here. The next one is Buffalo at Kansas City on Sunday. The following week, uh, another primetime game on NBC. It's going to be Buffalo Bills at Kansas City. Think a little redemption going on there, right? Yep. KC kicked Buffalo. They had a great season last last year in Kansas City. I like Buffalo. I think they're the next up-and-coming team. I yeah. think with uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Uh, didn't they just get a running back, ETN? Didn't he go there? Or? I think so. Yeah, I, so. I just don't think that uh, Buffalo has enough power to beat Kansas City after what they did with the two linemen. Right, right, right. I think KC's still up there as the powerhouse. They're, the they're predicted to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, on October the 24th, there's actually two games at the same time slot in the 4 o'clock uh, time. You got uh, Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford on Sunday. Yeah. That's on the 24th. That's uh, each quarterback playing for the opposition yeah. now, playing against each other I in L.A. the Lions will lose that game for sure. I think Stafford's going to have a record game. Yeah. Watch him just come out. And He's going to light him up. Just I would like to see crazy. where we're at at that point when we go to play. Yeah. He's going to catch him at the opportune time. What um, week is it? Week 7? Yeah, and then there's uh, another game after that. I I think Philly's got the next two games on his on his list over yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's so DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt and the Cardinals go back to Houston and play the Texans on October 24th. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, they blow them out. Yeah, Arizona blows them out. I think yeah, Arizona's head and shoulders above the Texans at this point. I believe. Um, and the the last one here is Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night, January 3rd. What do you guys got? I'm going to take Cleveland. I don't know what I like. I, I see some really good things in Cleveland right now. I hope they're turning the corner. Uh, they had a good season last year. I could see that, too. Yeah. But if Najee Harris is, is running that ball strong and Rothenberg is kind of – I could see him beating him. See, I'm a big <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'm a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And so I'm always rooting Steelers. for him. I've always been a Steeler guy. It's like blue-collar shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Detroit in a way. But Cleveland, they're up and coming. We've actually had a chance to go down to Cleveland. It's a similar fan base, so I'm actually kind of rooting for them in a way because they've been dying for a good football team. Oh, absolutely. And finally they have one, so it'd be kind of cool to see them have some success. And it would just be sad that they're going to get there before we do. Yeah, it is, but you know, you you have a a terrible franchise that's been poorly ran for so many yes, years, yes. and you're constantly recycling people and trying the same shit over and over again. I think finally, it's just going to take time. We have to be patient. But Everybody we got one to, of their guys that started that regime over there in Cleveland. Yeah, John now, Dorsey. Now over in Detroit. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. But it, you, you got again, you got to be patient. Yeah, like we were going down the schedule. We also had Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Who won Super Bowls in New England? So, <laughs> yeah, so we can't we can't put any stock into who was where. It's and wh- not what the they end did. all be all, but then there's right. it's culture, you know, man. They just got to change the culture here. You got a good mix of of good football people and guys that have been there, and that's a really good mix. To Bite have. his kneecaps. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited. I still say seven and ten for next. I'll season. tell you, we got a couple games on the Lions schedule that look potential road trip, and they got road trip written all what, over. What do you got for a record, Bob? Master B. All right, well, let's let's pick down the schedule real yeah, quick. Yeah, go down, go win, loss. Go down. You got seven. All right, James, who you got? Down. San Francisco coming <laughs> to Detroit. He's over there sleeping. San Francisco. <laughs> See, I do too. I I, I do too. You I'm gonna keep you involved one way or another. Hey, so. <laughs> let's get let's go. I got Detroit. 
I'm yeah, go. man. All right, so Shit. week two, we're at Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. It won't be frozen then, but uh, yeah, we're at Green Bay. That's a loss. Jared it's a Goff loss if Rodgers I think there. that's going to be the, uh, I don't know, man. It's just this. Rodgers ain't there. They don't lose. But Rodgers will be there. You don't think he's, you really think Rodgers is going to leave? Done. I think there'll be a kiss and makeup session here in the nah, next couple months. He's going to be there. You think so? I yeah, think there's there. too much in that guy, man. That's the franchise, dude. There's too much invested. I mean, that's, I mean, that's your superstar player. They'll probably give him the freaking checkbook and say, write numbers you want. All right, so is this the whole schedule? That's everything, man. That's going right down the list. You got okay, yeah. All right, Baltimore Ravens at home. Ravens. Who's Baltimore? Oh, yeah, they got the Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yep, I think that's. I think you start the season zero and three there. All right, at Chicago Bears. Rookie quarterback. Uh, Detroit. I, I'm going to take Detroit on that one. Yeah, they got their first win at Chicago. They're not going to start Andy Dalton. No, no. B- Big Red's going to ride the pine. I'm going for Troy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, uh, I'll definitely take Detroit in that game. You're not going to take the Midway Washers? No. Midway Washers. Wow, he gets signed <laughs> over Detroit. to be the starting quarterback, and now he's going to sit bench. No, they're going to play. That could change, though, Hollywood. Yeah. You know how that goes, They're going to get pressure to play the kid, I guarantee yep. it. Yeah. And then, uh, all right, we go back-to-back at Minnesota Vikings. Loss. Mm, loss, yeah. Minnesota's got a good ball club. All right, Cincinnati Bengals at home. Win, 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 win. <laughs> winning. All right, Rams at the Rams. We said we're gonna. That's a loss, right? Yeah. Across the yeah, board. I think Stafford will come out smoking. See Philadelphia Eagles at home. I feel like that's a win. That that team's yep. not gonna be what people think. Philly lost a lot of players, uh, man. Yeah. I'll say Detroit. I'll definitely take Detroit in that one. All right. Bye week and then at Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll take Detroit in the bye week. <laughs> that's that's a safe bet. I'll take the Steelers. <sighs> yeah. All right. We okay. kind of went through it. Uh, Cleveland Brown at the Cleveland Browns. I'm Dude, sorry. there's our road trip game. That'd be a good What's one. What's the date on that one? That is November 21st. I like that. Nice. That'd be a nice trip. Or we should go out to LA. Holly, would you still have connections out there? No? <laughs> the I want to go to LA, man. The cartel. I want to go to Rodale Drive. J- yeah, I just James is going to come just for the strip club. Right. Yo, say, hey, you're the joy. Yeah, you get what yeah. she wants. Give me the chaps. Come with these, Baba. That's the chaps. What fucking language is this? <laughs> you guys, you guys <laughs> have created <laughs> your own language. Dude, we have our own language. You know, man, I know that name. What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody else will understand. Nobody else will understand. What is that shit? Oh, man, you got to go to the Coliseum. That's right. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Go ahead, please, bye. Would you guys see some old pervert in the corner going, Just fucking kill, like, that's the one right there, man. Call me out in the dock, you prick. Oh, man. Live audio of James at the Coliseum. You, you want to dance? Like <laughs> Would you like to dance? You want to dance? You want to dance? You prick you. Yeah. Uh, what's the next one? We're going to give it a show. <laughs> <laughs> give it a roach. All right. Thanksgiving, Chicago Bears. We beat the Bears. Oh, Thanksgiving's always a good game. We like two fucking Usually wild bears. I'm going to take that <laughs> Bears. <laughs> it's a sight. Kelly, do I get You go blind. All right. So after that, Sunday, December 5th, Minnesota Vikings at home. <laughs> 
Uh, we beat them. Yeah, that that'll put a little fun we'll in the game. We're yeah, gonna we're gonna split we'll with split we're gonna yep. split with Chicago. Split with Minnesota. That's yep. what I got. All right, at Denver Broncos win <clears throat> win win. Uh, Arizona Cardinals at home loss loss loss. At Atlanta Falcons, yeah, I think they'll steal this one. Yeah, yeah, they'll beat Matt Atlanta. Ryan's not the quarterback he used to be. Right. All right, at Seattle. Seattle's not what they used to be, but I feel like the Lions struggle every time they go into yeah, West Coast. The West Coast trips yeah. kill them every time. And it's a late game. I feel Seattle. like they lose. Yeah. <clears throat> Last game of the season, Green Bay at home. Yeah, it might mean nothing to Detroit at that point. Um, I don't know, man. I just you know, it's so hard for me to get excited about this football team, man. Lost. I'm gonna say Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say. So final prediction is seven and ten. What do you got? Six and eleven. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna say uh Right now, eight, six and eight. Yeah, well, you got seventeen games, so eight, nine, eight, nine. Okay, I'm gonna James? Have to go with seven and ten, man. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> my man, solid I'm thinking, pick, man. But you know, I feel like Grandmaster B here. It's really like, hard for me. I, to I look at it this way: seven and ten. You got to, you got to win at least a couple more games than fucking Patricia did. I mean, you get, you got, to. dude. That's the problem with the guy this fucking team every year. Game. It's like, oh, if we could just win two more. No, I want a yeah. fucking home playoff yeah. game. I've been a season ticket holder I mean, for these douchebags. They could surprise you. Don't, I mean, we don't know until they you get on the field. You don't understand the frustration, bros. But that's what I'm saying, Grandmaster B. That's why I can't get into this you shit. Got you know, I'm just so I mean, not excited. That's why hey, I sell you're, my you're better off. flipping tickets <laughs> every <laughs> year, man. Look at the look at the all star coaching staff you have right now, and look at the picks that they made in the draft. Very good. You're Coach probably going to have about four guys starting. I'm not going to lie. I like what they did in the draft. I, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think they did a great draft. But then again, it's like, okay, is this going to materialize? That's where, you know, as That's fans, we, we see to, this. Yeah. We've seen this year after year. The hype, this, that, and then this is just freaking built on a deck yeah. of cards, man. But you yeah. gave the guy six years. You signed him for a six. No, year and then that's why. That's what I'm telling you. Like when we talk, you, you're very optimistic. I'm more realistic. I feel like. Yeah. yeah, this is a long-term thing. So I would project success probably next year and the year after that. Yeah, but because, bro, how many rebuilds we got to go through, But, man? dude, you got to do it the right way. And yeah. Get like James. I'm getting into the UFC fighting shit. At least that I can watch when well, a Well, you see why time. I like other shit, you know? because Detroit sports are terrible you can't, right now. You can't go three years shit in a bed. And expect to keep this guy around. No, but when you get a full, whole new regime in there, you can't just expect to hit lightning in a bottle. Or you can, if all your draft picks, you know, right, set the world on fire and they they hit the ground running, then it's a different story. Yeah. You better hope they're a Cinderella. Yeah, could be a Cinderella. So, any closing words, guys? Okay, episode eight, we're about to wrap it up. I'm gonna we'll go around the table one time. Hollywood, any closing words? Um. What time the alarm go off? <laughs> <laughs> that midnight voice. With that, with that being said, we're out of here. Good night, everybody. That's right. I, I want to say one thing. I want to say thank you to the new listeners. We brought in a bunch of new listeners this past week. Uh, numbers for the podcast are up. Friends, family, some people that we've said, hey, get our name out there and uh Keep listening. I mean, not every episode's going to be the one that you think's the greatest, but we're doing our best. And it's always some new material we're looking for. We work hard at this every week because we prepare for this. As crazy as it may seem like we're on here just kind of going off the top of our head, there is a little bit of thought process that goes into this. So uh, stick with us, man, because we're only going to get better as time moves on. And get on our website and 
post some comments so we get some feedback from you people out there for those yeah. that are listening that would yeah. be great yeah. definitely because we You're i mean we, it. it's it's not that easy getting along with these guys but we all love each other and we we <laughs> we really love you guys that are listening and we thank especially you for, for idiots that bring bluetooth right. speakers to the thing I mean, hey listen hey. we got bumps in the roads hey. for reasons but no we appreciate you guys sharing it you prick yeah right. yeah this guy's <laughs> a prick yeah. I, I try to direct the whole show and all of a sudden i'm a music producer you prick yeah <laughs> Everybody's a fucking DJ, you prick. <laughs> no, we love doing what we do. We appreciate all the listeners. Again, any suggestions? If you want to get on the Fives of the Week, please hit us up at Fives of the Week Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us or DM us on Instagram at Fives of the Week Podcast and also hit us up on Facebook at Fives of the Week. Thank you all for listening. Be good. Thank you.